Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, this is Jordy Collada from the Jordy Collada Show. Our podcast daily is brought to you by RMB Builders. Give Reb Bourgeois a call today. He is a custom home builder offering both new construction and can remodel in the Baton Rouge area and surrounding areas. They are licensed for commercial and residential construction. They can also handle your office renovation or building maintenance. They're online at rmb-builders.com. They're on Instagram and Facebook at RMB Builders, LLC. Rhett Bourgeois and RMB Builders bringing you the Jordy Collada Podcast. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of the Jordy Collada Show, presented every single day by Go Chevrolet. Remember, G-E-A-U-X, Chevrolet.com is where you can find Lee Carney, Nick Richard, and their entire crew online. If you want to shop them here in Baton Rouge, they've got a used car lot on the corner of Florida Boulevard and Sherwood Forest where they can get all the inventory that you may shop, whether it's Laplace or here in Baton Rouge. Over to Go Express Auto Sales, newest Used car lot here in Baton Rouge. You can check them out on Florida Boulevard and Sherwood. We've got a ton to get to over the next two hours as Moon Urson, who is the latest commitment to Kim Mulkey's LSU women's basketball program. She is the latest transfer from Baylor, another national champ coming over to LSU to play for Coach Mulkey. We'll talk to Moon, the Destrahan native, coming up here at 7.30 this morning about her decision to come home for one more season and play for Coach Mulkey. We'll ask her, from her point of view, from a player's perspective, what makes Coach Mulkey a Hall of Famer and as good as we know that she uh, that she is on the sidelines. We'll what a talk basketball to... name. Just hearing a PA announcer, Moon Urson from three. That'd so be awesome. Good. From the moon. Yeah. <laughs> so good, bro. Louisiana native, too. Good to have her back in the purple and gold. Seems to be where, a theme uh, there. Where, where she should have been uh, coming out of high school, but uh, now transferring over from Baylor. Uh, it'll be interesting to catch up with Moon here at 7.30 this morning. Jimmy Burrow, one of our favorites, the coach, the man. Uh, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase working out with OTAs up in Cincinnati as the Bengals are on the field. And Jam and Joe look like they pick it up right where they left off just a couple of seasons ago when LSU was on their way to a national championship. And Joe was collecting the Heisman Trophy and every award around college football now while Jam was picking up. Bolitnikoff Awards and 
setting SEC and wide receiver records at LSU. Uh, Both those guys now up in Cincinnati. In fact, Jamar Chase inked his contract yesterday, officially assigned with the Bengals. That was announced by the franchise on on Wednesday afternoon. So we'll talk to Coach Burrow coming up here at 8 o'clock this morning about some of the buzz going on around uh, around Joe and having Jamar up there in Cincinnati. Uh, and then looking, uh, uh, looking forward, as always, to catching up uh, with one of our, uh, one of our favorite guests, uh, Dr. Reef, down in Miami, uh, who is the personal trainer. He runs Athletics, which is a rehab and recovery uh, uh, place down in uh, South Florida and uh, has been working out Alvin Kamara since Kamara has been in the league. And if you follow... Kamara on social media, or if you follow uh, social media on uh, on Twitter, uh, odds are you have seen some of the workouts uh, that Dr. Reef has Kamara going through, like standing on the balance ball uh, and catching the HELOC sticks, or uh, Quan Alexander uh, and getting him back from a uh, an Achilles injury that he suffered last season. Uh, Kamara was working on his uh, on his stiff arm uh, a couple of days ago as he was on a balance board. Uh, it is yeah. is unbelievable, uh, just the athleticism, the balance, Core uh, the, strength. the ability, the strength that Kamara shows off in that video. We will talk to Doctor Reef uh, about uh, about just some of these creative exercises and how uh, how strong you have to be to go through what some of Kamara uh, is being put through this offseason. He's also working with Mark Ingram. Uh, the uh, the former New Orleans Saints running back. So lots to talk about mm-hmm. with Dr. Reef coming up here. Hopefully we link up with Bo Bordelon. Bordelon is a uh, – I've traded text messages with Bordelon this morning. He's over at uh, Newman. He is the uh, committed offensive lineman, one of the high-ranked uh, high, uh, offensive linemen for the class of 22 uh, for LSU's class. Uh, unofficial visitors on campus. In fact, Big Willie Campbell is on his way down from Monroe to Baton Rouge. Uh, as we speak today for an unofficial visit uh, to LSU. Who does he meet with? Uh, he meets with Ed Ogeron. Oh, we got the big dog yes. coming in. Yeah. He meets with, uh, he might meet with uh, Scott Woodward. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like uh, to look around campus, see a massive kid. Hey, you need anything, mate? Powery, looking good. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Because recruiting is, uh, is front and center right now, uh, and so is LSU, uh, after the Tigers make a move on the coaching staff yesterday. Uh, and this came as a, uh, a huge surprise, a very sudden announcement uh, with LSU last night issuing a press release uh, stating that their offensive line coach, James Craig, is out. We will get to that report coming up here in a couple of minutes. Daily, we're brought to you by Go Chevrolet. All of our guests via the phone line are compliments of Metropolitan Health Group. Remember, Real doctors, real solutions over there with Charles Harvey and Jason Ramazan. Speaking of Ramazan, Mr. Fun's Travel has opportunities and seats available for the UCLA-LSU trip September 4th as the Tigers will travel out to the West Coast to take on the Bruins in the Rose Bowl. Mr. Fun's got you set up. Flights, tickets, hotels, all of it uh, online at MrFunsTravel.com. We're also brought to you daily here by Majestic Coffee. Remember, daily our coffee is ground locally down in South Louisiana by Majestic Brews as uh, they bring the coffee to the Jordy Colada Show every day. Noah's here, Jack's here, Lloyd's here, uh, Katie on her way back from the beach today, so we'll have a full house uh, tomorrow. No, I don't work Friday. Oh, that's right, bro. That's I, right. I'm in the graveyard. Thursday shit. night's house. It's that dickhead at the door checking IDs that's at right. the house. You better get your fakes in line, dude. <laughs> yeah. Get your that's fakes right. in order. Get cookies in order, boys. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Jack's back. 
Um, is there anything worse than the drive back from vacation as opposed to the drive there? It's bu- it's a <sighs> bummer. It's a bummer. But there has been times when you get away where you can't wait to get home. Oh, yeah. So sometimes you can really elevate that ride home as, you know, maybe one of the high points of the trip. I'm back. Yeah. I guess that's like a that's probably like more of if you have kids and, you know. For sure. You're like, get me the hell away sure. from these gremlins. <laughs> I, am a, uh, I am a day of go home. I'm a let's get the hell out of here guy. Oh, there's I, no way I you're lingering not, around. I am not a lingerer. I don't like to go to the beach on the last, like pack the car, go to the beach, and then leave in the afternoon. I ain't that guy. No, because if you get me out there, I'm staying. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so when the final day of vacation comes, I'm usually packed up on a, if we're leaving t- this morning, I'm packed up on a Wednesday night. Odds are we're probably on the road before sun comes up. Let's get, yeah, let's get it and get Absolutely. moving. Get I agree with moving. that. Just get me out of there. Yeah, I don't mean, tease me with the last day, like, oh, we'll go to the beach until noon, and then you can leave. It's like, no. brother, if I'm going to the beach, I'm going to the beach. Everybody's like, no, I'm not, sleeping. No, I'm not going. Yeah. Let's wake up, pack, take our time to get on the road. Uh-uh. Disaster, yeah. No way, bro. Uh-uh. Pack your shit before we go to bed tonight. I'll be up early. If anybody wants to sleep in the back, we can make pallets in the back, and everybody can sleep. I don't need any company. As I get us home. It's right? the trail, dude. I mean, I, I changed uh, T-Bob Bear and Matt Muscona's life at the SEC championship game this year from Atlanta because, obviously, you would think that T-Bob would be a lingerer, right? Without a I doubt. Mean, just just kind lost. Of no real plan. Right, absolutely. Don't know where my bag is. Don't know where the car is. Don't know, you know. We're you better now? get that stuff in line, bro, because we're leaving in 30 minutes, and we left at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning <laughs> from the SEC championship game because we had covered the game. The night, you know, we, we, we were a little loose, and we, we slept off about two hours, and I said, fellas, if y'all want to do this, I will man the wheel, and we will be home by sunbreak. And no way, bro, no way, no way. Both of them just, I mean, we hit the road there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Snoring all the way home. They wake up to sunshine in the Louisiana line. Coming over the I bridge. Mean, just never. <laughs> their, their life has never been the same. Thank you. Absolutely. And, uh, I mean, but it's just, to me, that's the way you travel. I mean, I, I, I pack all the fun and excitement into the trip, bro. But come last day, it's over. It's over. It's over. I it's agree. time to get back. Business trip. Uh, speaking of over, uh, it is over for James Craig. Which is very surprising, I think, for many of LSU fans. If nothing else, the timing is very curious when you talk about making a move uh, on the offensive line. Now, I have been very critical of that unit over the last couple of seasons as far as development goes and recruiting goes. Uh, There has been uh, very many examples that have come through here, uh, that, that have come through Baton Rouge and LSU, uh, of missed opportunities for offensive line, um, op, you know, uh, offensive line recruits uh, to get in the class. Most notably, last year, guys like Tristan Lee, uh, who ended up at Clemson, uh, LSU was very much selling instant playing time and an opportunity to um, make an instant impact very early on uh, here in his what would have been his freshman season. Now they do have some guys on the offensive line that were recruited at a high level, I think most notably would be Marcus Dumerville out of South Florida who came in here uh, as a left tackle and is still in the development stages uh, of his game, um, has yet to really make an impact. Everybody has talked about the stories on Cardell Thomas. Where has he gone since some of the injuries and since his recruiting? Um, And there has been criticism around Craig's development 
but more on his recruiting, on the ability to get guys onto campus. Now, I don't know what's going on off the field. We can speculate. I've heard things, but there is nothing official out there. Whether recruiting violations have happened, taken place, or something calls this sudden termination for Craig to pop on a Wednesday afternoon in the beginning of June where the dead period was just lifted in recruiting. And this weekend, you've got a pair of five stars coming in from Texas that Craig has been really the point man on. I mean, when you talk about Kelvin Banks, who's a five-star tackle out of Humble, Texas, Summer Creek High School over there, he'll be in town this weekend. Uh, another Humble, Texas native, Cam Dewberry, who goes to another high school over there in, uh, in Humble, is a five-star guy who is going to be in town this weekend. St. Thomas Aquinas down in Florida, which is the same school that Doomerville came out of in Florida. Out there. Pump talent. Holy smokes. Uh, one of their guys, Julian Armella, is coming over here. But look, I, I believe that Ogeron was the lead recruiter on, uh, on Armella, or at least he was the one leading the charge in talking to uh, into Armella's uh, dad and, uh, and kind of leading the way there. Then you think about some of the local guys on the offensive line. We talked about Will Campbell. Campbell is maybe the, the face of this class. And you're talking about guys like Walker Howard, who's a five-star quarterback. And Howard's probably the face of it, but he's right there with Will Campbell. you got guys like Jacoby Matthews. Um, you've got five stars all over this, this, this class. You've got name guys all over this class. I mean, there's some reports that Shaz Preston's about to pop. I mean, he's another name, big name. Aaron Anderson is 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 a big time prospect, um, but the offensive linemen in this class are as important as any group. Will Campbell being the headliner, Bo Bordelon being a guy from from New Orleans and Newman who protects Arch Manning, but a very big time recruit in his own right uh, is committed to this class. And then you think about somebody locally here in Baton Rouge of a guy like Emory Jones, out of Catholic High, who's a must get. I mean, he is a must-have for LSU with the offensive line, um, with the offensive line struggles that they've had. Uh, a guy like Emory Jones is, is a must-get for the stability of the future in that spot. So I'm not here to talk and speculate on why it went down. I think all that stuff will come out, and I really don't know. I don't have any information on. This was the reason why Craig was axed. I've heard some rumors and speculation on possible recruiting violations. Did Clemson turn him in on a recruiting bio? I've heard that, but nothing official. But one thing is official is that Ed Ogeron is running out of equity on his hires because this was labeled an Ogeron guy, right? Worked with Craig at the University of Tennessee when they coached together with Lane Kiffin had kept up a relationship. He was at USC out there in California when they were together, and now he brought him in in 2018 and has struggled on the offensive line. And I can tell you this, and I know this for certain, if Joe Brady would have been retained, if he'd have kept his job and not taken the Carolina Panthers' job as the offensive coordinator after his one season in 2019 at LSU, his first order of business as the LSU offensive coordinator 
was going to be to get rid of James Craig. He told that to Ed Ogeron. He told that to Steve Ensminger. He told that to the LSU administration at the time when they were negotiating his contract to be the offensive coordinator in 2020. His first order of business and his first move that he was going to make was to get rid of Craig. And I don't know any personal stuff on it, but I know the professional breakdown on it was that Brady was very unimpressed with his development, his ability to develop offensive linemen. Brady saw a strategy and a scheme that he wanted his offensive linemen blocking in. Craig wouldn't comply. I don't know what that says about the relationship between new offensive coordinator Jake Peets and DJ Mangus. I have no idea on the stability or state of that relationship in the way that it works now, but it would make sense that those guys go through a spring together, they go through a a small period of recruiting evaluation together, and maybe it doesn't work out. Maybe the offensive coordinator says, I want my guy. I just heard about the possible violations. I thought at first it was... Um, they just didn't, the new scheme they're going with, they just didn't think it would fit with the way of the block. And it was like, oh, all right, oh. that's why they canned them. And this is purely speculation on my part also, but learning, I just heard that for the first time about Joe Brady and uh, Pete's and Mangus being Joe Brady guys, maybe he kind of put a seat in their head too. Like, look, bro, if you can find a ch- find a way to get a new offensive line coach when you get down there, like that would be my first order of business if I were you guys. Possibly. Possibly. I do know that for fact, though. Um, and what it means to Craig and the the new offensive coordinator, I don't have the information on. The timing on this is very curious. Yes. The timing on this is what it makes uh, what makes it um, stink. Waste the whole spring. You know, I mean, the stench of this will be tough to get past if you can't find a guy. Or, to me, when I first saw the news release come out last night. My first thought was, he's got his guy. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. That's what you would hope, huh? Is that you don't make this, you don't really pull the trigger this quickly with no... Yeah, you're there's no, no man's pr- land. There's no pressure on you to make, this, to make this firing right now in terms of public... Like, nobody really knows anything. Everybody started digging after the firing was made. So there was no real actual pressure on Coach O to do this. So he could have taken his time and found somebody to replace him instead of just firing him, like, off the hip. Mm-hmm. It's... It's curious on the timing. Now, where do you go from here, right? Because timing is not your friend. You've got guys coming in this weekend that are huge offensive line commitments. There's obviously going to be some um, restoration that needs to be done with the current commits. Will Campbell, as we said, from uh, what I've been able to gather and trading a couple of text messages with Campbell this morning, He's on his way to Baton Rouge on an unofficial visit. And I'd imagine that LSU, within the last 24 hours, has been urging that to happen so they can get some face-to-face with what could be the face of the 22 recruiting class. You were saying Saturday, there's two five-stars coming. How do you 
fix that. What do you say? You put Coach O into overdrive. We well, just, oh, I we mean, fired your offensive line coach. You have an, you have Thursday and Friday to make this happen. I'm telling you that they need to make it higher by three o'clock today. What do you do on Saturday? There's no coach. That's well, then you sleeping. talk to then, then you let Jake Peets and you let I hope DJ Mangus and you let say Kevin that. Falk and you let Ed Ogeron. Yeah, you just star blind them. You just hit them recruiting. with so many faces and coaches and everything. They're like, oh, it's a whirlwind of fun. You don't even realize. Yeah, you don't yes. realize you didn't meet the you didn't you didn't realize that you didn't meet the offensive line. I mean, I hope sure. Pete's has endless say in the offensive line. I want to be Pete's guy. Um, same way we'd want it to be Brady's guy. Yes. We want it to fit the offense we want to run. For sure. Well, I think that's and, – and, and to me, this is something that you figure out in, in, in interviews. This is something that you discuss when you're talking about what the philosophy is going to be on offense and how the scheme lines up with a new plan. If you're bringing in a new designer in Jake Peets and DJ Mangus, well, then you've got to let them know – who some of the, you know, what, what, what some of the, the, the advantages or what some of the schemes that, that the coaches on staff that they're going to be working alongside with are going to be. Now, whether that was, hey, look, you guys can go through spring and then give me your evaluation after that on where we stand, yeah. maybe that was a conversation yeah. that they had. But again, I would imagine that that timing would be, um, you know, talked about is, is, as far as the calendar goes, you're going to really put yourself behind the eight ball. But you're still LSU. Like, at the end of the day, you've still got money in the bank that you can offer, and you still are a name-recognized school that brings a ton of cachet to a resume. So there's a lot of people out there that are picking up their phone and asking their representation to find out what the deal is. What's going on over there? They may not even interview me. They might just hire me. You know what I mean? Or maybe there is a list, and I've heard some names, and I'll give you a couple of guys that I've, I've heard. Uh, from everybody that, that, that I've talked to that is in and around this situation, that one common name that I've heard as far as a wish list, I don't know if this is on top of the list, but guys that are around that program that would want to work with continues to be Ben Wilkerson. Wilkerson was the center on the 2003 National Championship team, he came in in that recruiting class, Nick Saban's first headline recruiting class with Michael Clayton, uh, with uh, Marcus Spears, uh, with Marquise Hill, uh, with all those guys that LeRon. won the National Championship. LeRon went in that later. class. He came in a later class. Yeah. Um, but Spears, Clayton, and, uh, you know, Corey Webster was in, uh, was, was in that class. No, Corey Webster was the year before. Uh, but Clayton Spears were the headliners. Uh, Marquise Hill uh, was another one. Uh, ben Wilkerson was was one of the, the the stalwarts of that class. I mean, he was a three year starter uh, that won the Remington Award uh, his final season in Baton Rouge as as the best center in in the game. He's bounced around coaching stops. He's been back at LSU. In fact, he spent time on LSU staff when guys like T. Bob Abair and Will Blackwell and those crew uh, and that crew was coming through here. He was not the offensive line coach. He was an assistant and now serves as an assistant offensive line coach to the New York Giants, which, by the way, I had no idea. The Giants staff is just littered with Louisiana people. I mean, Tyke Tolbert is the wide receivers coach. He played at LSU. Uh, Russ Calloway is up there now, who was the offensive analyst here at LSU uh, last season. Thomas McGahee is the special teams coordinator 
uh, up there. And the offensive line coach for the New York Giants, Ben Wilkerson is the offensive line assistant with the Giants. The offensive line coach is Rob Sale, who played at LSU and for the last three seasons has been on Billy Napier's staff over at Louisiana Lafayette, who really makes a ton of sense as far as familiarity, very good in recruiting, very good relationship builder, uh, and a guy that I know was kind of asking around a couple of months ago when he was thinking about making a move of, is that offensive line job in Baton Rouge? Is it secure? <laughs> they really like him. Could it open up? <laughs> um, Give them out. So those are two guys with LSU ties. And then the other names that are popping is Brad Davis from Arkansas continues to be discussed. Uh, Davis is, is obviously up there uh, in, in Fayetteville. He was on the Florida staff in 2017. Uh, he spent the previous two se- he spent the next two seasons at Missouri as their offensive line coach, uh, and now he is in Arkansas uh, as as the Hogs coach. Uh, another name uh, that I continue to hear is Alex Atkins. If you follow Matt Moscona on social media, this is the name that Moscona feels like is the leader in the clubhouse right now. Atkins is the Florida State offensive line coach. Uh, he is. Uh, a very good recruiter. Uh, he has got uh, good relationships with guys like Emory Jones. Um, he is a, a guy that 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 surely is a name to pay attention to. Uh, Avery Atkins and Brad Davis are two guys that that you should probably pay attention to that are on staffs right now. Uh, Kevin Mawai, who was with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, and has spent some time on on college staffs over the past couple of seasons. He's been with Herm Edwards in Arizona State as an offensive analyst and just brought in to Indianapolis on Frank Reich's uh, staff, is serving as an offensive line coach. He's an LSU guy, a Hall of Famer, um, and somebody at certain points during his post-playing career has been very much interested in joining LSU staff. Whether that line is still open, I'd imagine that the line is still open, whether the passion is still there to coach at the college level after getting the experience uh, in the NFL is going to, uh, I don't know, do you have that conversation? Uh, You have that conversation uh, with Mawai. You make him tell you no. Uh, Those are just some of the names that I continue to hear uh, that that could be replacements for the ousted Craig uh, in just just, uh, the – Past ten hours since the news has gone down. Um, so did, I, did I say Avery Atkins on the Florida yes. State guy? It's Alex Atkins. I'm sorry, Avery Atkins obviously it's is the place kicker uh, for LSU. It's Alex Atkins. That'd be an interesting hire. Uh, is the, uh, the <laughs> local Florida, hire? Is huh? the Florida State coach. Um, do you think that there's a, there's a world where this is an upgrade, right? What's um, that? There's a world where like this this coaching change could be an upgrade. Huge. Yes. Enormous. Okay. Craig was a. I mean, that's a, what I thought. A bad recruiter. I mean, like like that's being nice. I mean, he was. <laughs> I mean, think about what you're selling on LSU's offensive line this year, and he only got one guy. He got Garrett Dellinger. They had to go out there and throw a lifeline, a Hail Mary to a Juco guy and flip him late in the process in the Mateo, or the the um, the big junior college mm-hmm. Samoan who came in. Um, so so yeah. even with this being so late in the process, it can still be spun to be a good thing. Like if a guy comes in and gets his system 100%. straight and looks ass and then can develop we, a little. Yeah, we forget that this even kind of happened. Like, thank God almost. 100%. I think if there was anybody on this staff that was, after all the turnover that you experienced within the last 
four months, five months, that was looking around saying, damn, I made it. Yeah. Was, <laughs> I was, forgot about was me. James Craig. Went to the bathroom at the right time. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I think that, that that's the one that was really like, damn, they're, they're going to keep me. Um, All right. Hell yeah. Yeah, okay, let's get let's see if we can get this thing going. Um, <laughs> see if we fuck this up. <laughs> yeah, right. So um it, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. One thing is that 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 people are starting to talk about it and and I think it's fair is is O's ability to keep coaches interested and um and, and keep his hires. I guess that's not the way to say it, in, in keeping coaches interested in in his hires working out. Um, you know, I think you look at last season with Polini, Linehan, you look at Canada, you look at um, guys like uh, Jimmy, uh, like James Craig, uh, that that just you know are, are are terminated in the middle of a recruiting session where you know it's obvious to say, look, if there's no recruiting violations and you make the move now, you're admitting it's not working out. And by the way, if you terminate him without calls and if Anything comes out about recruiting violations, obviously that would be with calls. But if there is no calls here, you still owe him seven hundred k. I mean, how much money do we have to dish out for bad hires? You know, I mean, it's it's one thing to compare a, a staff and, and a head coach to a program that's turning over their staff every single year, but that staff is going to get jobs. Mm-hmm. They're promoting their career. They're going on to better places. Look at the Alabama coaching tree. Exactly. I mean, that's what I'm saying without saying it because everybody wants to compare there. But I mean, those guys are turning over for bigger and better jobs every year. LSU staff is, you know, being terminated and, um, you know, just being fired without calls. You know, just just asked not to come back. And I know Scott Linehan's working over in Jacksonville, but I mean, he got a job again. That's how Unreal. the NFL, yeah, Only that's America, how the NFL man. coaching world works. Like the, NFL, the NFL, the NFL is a big frat. Yeah. I mean, even Jerry Sullivan, that you bring in for a year and you sell to the public of he's the savior of the offense, almost. After one season, he's out. A ninety-year-old man coaching wide receivers. Um. I don't know. I expect something to come out on on it because it's just the timing just doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, I'd imagine that Ogeron will be asked about it. Let's get back to it. I need to get in touch with uh, – we're going to get in touch with Moon Urson here and, and talk to her uh, about her decision to transfer in, and then we will get back to some of the, the storylines here on, uh, on the Jordy Collada show around this LSU offensive line movement. Uh, but James Craig out. And uh, we will wait to see what happens with a huge recruiting weekend on the horizon for LSU. Remember, daily, uh, we are brought to you here by Edward Jones. Edward Jones is located out in central Louisiana. Stop in and see my good friend Daniel Newman. He's online or he's uh, conveniently reached through email at daniel.newman at edwardjones.com. Daniel.newman at edwardjones.com. Let let him uh, help you with your 401k. Uh, any questions you have about your finances, remember if you work within the a, uh, uh, within the plants uh, over here in Louisiana, let him help you out with uh, the finances there. Uh, investing, 401K, Social Security, any questions you have about your finances uh, and what's happening there around the plants, let Daniel Newman help you out. Daniel.Newman 
at edwardjones.com. Kim Mulkey continues to bulk up her roster and turn this thing into a contender. She gets one from Baylor again. Moon Erson is uh, the latest to commit to LSU. We'll ask her why she's coming home right here next on the Jordy Collada Show, driven and powered by Go Chevrolet. Are you self-employed? Then you need to learn about Angel Oak's Home Loans Bank Statement Program that they're offering, which makes you eligible as a self-employed borrower to purchase or refinance a home without requiring a tax return. If you want to learn more, get in touch with me. Email me, jordy at jordycoladashow.com to learn about the Bank Statement Loan Program offered by Angel Oak. Jordy at jordycoladashow.com to learn more. Gearing up for spring and summer down here in South Louisiana and you want to keep your lawn maintained during these sunny seasons, get in touch with our friend Blake Bear over at Bear's Lawn Maintenance where he says, you grow up, 8022 is where you can find Bear's Lawn and Maintenance, the official lawn and maintenance company of the undisclosed location. Go Chevrolet is proud to announce Go Express Auto Sales, the new used car lot located in the capital city of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, at 11522 Florida Boulevard. Go Express Auto Sales is online at goexpressautosales.com, or you can search them on Facebook and social media at Go Express Auto Sales, the newest addition to the family of Go Chevrolet. Remember, Go Chevrolet is located down in the welcoming. The new used car lot located in Baton Rouge, Louisiana at 11522 Florida Boulevard. Well, folks, it's time to kick it old school. Uh, so you can feel cool. <laughs> Give it to me, baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> yeah. Stick around. Dr. Sharif Taba will be here at 8.15 this morning. Dr. Reef is over there at Athletics Rehab and Recovery. He's Alvin Kamara's personal trainer, Quan Alexander's personal trainer. We'll talk to him about some of the creative off-season training methods that they've got for those couple of uh, pros and how just gifted of an athlete, gifted of an athlete Kamara is. If you see some of these workouts on social media, man, I mean, Forget about being a great football player. I mean, just the athleticism that he shows off by being able to stand on a stability ball and to work on his 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 stiff arms and catching HELOC sticks. It's Moving cars sometimes. Unreal, man. Um, speaking of unreal, uh, our favorite, Kim Mulkey, is putting together a squad here overnight for the LSU women's basketball program as uh, another transfer made the news yesterday and another national champ coming over. Uh, this one a little different uh, in the sense of she's coming home. Destrahan native, a two-time Gatorade Player of the Year in Louisiana. Uh, she was a two-time Miss Basketball 
in the state as well, being named first team all state three times during her high school career. She went on to play for Baylor, where she was a all Big 12 selection for the conference champ Bears uh, last season in 2021. Uh, she was a national champ as a sophomore. Uh, as a senior, she started all 31 games, uh, and now she is coming home as Moon Urson, uh, and not to mention one of the great names. Mm-hmm. All-timer. Uh, just, her name is Kara Urson, uh, but she goes by Moon Urson, uh, which is just a first ballot Hall of Fame name uh, in basketball, and now she joins us here on the Jordy Collada Show. Congratulations, Moon. Welcome home. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. Yes. Uh, what went into this decision? How? Uh, tell me. Tell, take me through the last month of a student athlete's life that is affected by a coaching change. We usually just hear about the coaches moving on. What What has it been like uh, for you uh, going through this process? Well, you got that that student part right for sure. Uh, for me, academics was a huge part in the decision. Um, I want to go into nursing. And for a long time, or still, I wanted to be a pediatrician, but now I want to, I moved to nurse practitioner. But I mean, that was a huge deciding factor in my decision and um, talk to LSU and the way they can get it done, how they're going to get it done for me. Fantastic. And then, you know, you just add in the aspects of the Coach Moki and, and crew and being home. And I mean, it just worked out perfectly for me. So here I am. Um, what was it like, your experience? What has your experience uh, of college basketball been like? You experienced so much success uh, playing for Baylor. What, what what has it been like up to this point? Uh, it's been a challenge, but it's been a fun challenge. And it's been had its ups and downs, but I've learned so much and I've, I've endured so much and I faced adversity, truly. Um, I, I honestly feel like I can, I can say that uh, from freshman year to senior year, and it's almost – how the story was supposed to be written. You know, you go into college, you know, you're a freshman, you got to put your feet in water and, and, and figure it out. And then sophomore year, it gets a little better junior year. And then senior year, starting every single game. And that was just a dream of mine to be on the biggest platform I could possibly be on and actually um, just be playing and, and giving giving my team uh, help. So for me, that that when, when I reached my senior year and things started happening for me and just falling in place, um, I was just patient, and so the experience for me has definitely been, been a challenging one, but um, it's, it's been one that I'm thankful for. What is it like coming home? <sighs> Thrilling, exciting. I, I'm just, I'm so excited. I, I love home. Um, I'm a family person. That's my biggest thing in life is family. So to be here with my family, I just, I don't know, it's crazy. And and again, you know, back uh, for junior year when when, when the Final Four is supposed to be in New Orleans, oh, yeah. I, I, I believe we're, we're going to get there. Like, But uh, it's just how that was taken away. And then here we are, you know, given the extra year to play basketball and a chance for me to come home and do it. So, I mean, just it's just all that. And just being home and excited, again, surrounded by family and the people I grew up with. And the atmosphere in high school 
was something I will never forget. So I'm just thinking the atmosphere here, you know, now that I'm back home, it's going to be crazy. And so I'm excited about it. What was the first thing you ate when you got back home? The first thing I ate? Yep. Crawfish. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Sure. Is, is that is that the drawback? Is that the, the cuisine? Is it the seafood that, that makes it stand uh, out? The seafood, the, the beignets. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let me tell you about these beignets. <laughs> Kim Mulkey, she is, uh, she's obviously a Louisiana native. She was just uh, inducted into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, she was presented by Michael Jordan. You've played for her for four years. You were recruited by her. Um, what makes her great? What, what, why, why, is, why is she so good at what she does? Just because she's so good at what she does. Um, hmm. I think she, she builds players into the best that they can possibly be. And uh, with her, you continue to get better. You don't get stagnant. You don't reach a point to where, okay, there's nothing else that I can do. She teaches you every single day. Um, we can be up by 50, and she's still going to be coaching. Um, you could have a perfect game, but there's something she's going to find. Not to wrong you, to critique you, to make you better. And she'll tell you. You know, She'll tell you what it is that she needs. She'll tell you what it is that she wants. Doesn't sugarcoat anything. And I think what makes her great is just – her ability to get the best out of each and every one of her players. And everyone's different. And to be a coach that can reach every single person, um, that, that speaks volumes for her. And uh, she has a great personality. Uh, she's, she's fun outside of, outside of coaching. Uh, she's just, she's a good person. She's a good person to be around. And uh, so Coach Mulkey is just, she's just great at what she does, the way she coaches, how she coaches. And um, how she how she cares so much about her her athletes. Did she still give you any run on the court? Does Kim Mulkey ever lace up the Jays and get out there a little bit? Uh, no, let me tell you about Coach Mulkey. See, I always get on her about lifting these little two pound weights that she be lifting. At. She gonna get me for that one. <laughs> but uh, every now and then she'll try to shoot a jump shot or something. To try, you know, I'll be walking or anybody just try to like, strip the ball or something like she's slick. <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, tell me about Hannah Gusters. I mean, I think everybody knows your game. It's, all you got to do is just turn on the on the TV. You've played so many games. Uh, Hannah was a, a McDonald's All-American, the number two rated center in high school. Uh, she didn't play a lot for you guys last season. Um, mm -hmm. and, and she's got a lot of anticipation to play for, for Coach Mulkey here in Baton Rouge. Uh, what type of player is she? Great. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. she, she, she's amazing. Like, I remember in practice, I swear, like, Hannah, if you do that every time, who is who's going to stop you? No, seriously. She just she has the size and she has the moves and she has the ability. She's she's athletic, and uh, the things she can do, like as a post player, uh, she can she can shoot the ball. So, I mean, Hannah is a fantastic player, and with time, um, and with the right people and the right help, she's gonna be, she's gonna be really really hard to beat. I personally think she's gonna go down as, as top post player. Um, in the country, but uh, Hannah's great playing with her and playing against her, like when we we're practicing and stuff like that. Always fun, always, always a challenge. And, and with Hannah, you know she's she's real competitive, so she's gonna she's gonna do what she has to do to win basketball games or, or whatever it is in practice. And um, she's a great she's she's a great kid. I love being around Hannah. She's she's fun and she's funny. So yeah. I'll be I'll be happy to be back with her. Uh, you are a legend down in the New Orleans area around Destrehan. I mean, if you mention your name, I don't think you pay for a meal uh, down there uh, legally. That's, I'm talking about me, not you. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, did you consider, did you even consider LSU coming out? 
No, I did not. Wow. Wow. That, that, I did that not. Is, I that. went there. I will say that I went there on uh, unofficial. Maybe it definitely was official. Obviously, uh, I went there on unofficial. Went looked at the campus, but after that, no, I, I just didn't. That tells you everything you need to know about the power of Kim Mulkey and what she's building with LSU. Moon Erson was probably one of the greatest women's basketball player to come out of this state in the last decade. And to give you an idea of where the buzz is around the program, can you feel that now? Can you feel the excitement around LSU women's basketball? Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Um, where's the nickname come from? <laughs> oh, geez. <With> my mom <laughs> and my aunt listening. I'm sorry. One of them, I asked before where's the nickname come from one of them apparently nicknamed me that when i was a baby i don't know which one so i'm not gonna say it on here because they're not gonna get me but the reason why it stuck is because i can jump so high so people start saying is it because you can jump to the moon so throughout basketball you know people was like oh you jump to the moon that's why you call moon yeah that, that's why but that that's not really it one of my aunt or, or my mom named me it when i was a kid i always say my aunt um but I know, uh, I know your mom is listening because I sent her the link to the show this morning. So, shout out to uh, to Miss Moon, uh, who, who is, uh, who's listening down there in Destrehan. Uh, Moon, it is great to have you home. Uh, I cannot wait to be in the PMAC and watching y'all play. There is a buzz around women's basketball that has not been in this community uh, for a long, long time. Uh, you will be leading that force for Coach Mulkey when you guys, uh, when you ladies get on the the the, the floor. Uh, coming up in in October. Uh, have a great off season. Welcome back home, and thank you for the time this morning. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. There she is, Moon Erson, okay. checking in from uh, from Destrehan from home this morning, as she's back at LSU. That tells you everything you need to know. That's unreal. I mean, Didn't even consider it. She was a three year Louisiana Player of the Year, Gatorade State Player of the Year. She was a national All American her senior year. And you could hear in her voice, she wanted to give respect. She was almost kind of like, huh. she laughed like first, but like, no. <laughs> not even, even a shot, I dude. didn't even consider it. I didn't even consider Campus going to nice LSU. Though. Yeah, it was good. You know what I mean? It was good. Nice yeah. is good. Yeah, got a good football facility. But I mean, <laughs> other than that, we're not, uh, we're not coming here we're not to play basketball yeah. for sure. Uh, so shout out to Moon. Thank you for, uh, for stopping by this morning. I think that is, uh, that's a great testimony of what the buzz is around LSU women's basketball right now. As uh, she will be a part of it, Hannah Gusters, as uh, as as she was talking about, uh, there uh, will be a dominant impact player. Uh, just give you an idea of how good Baylor's roster was last year. I mean, Gusters was the second-rated center in high school uh, coming out, was a McDonald's All-American, uh, and, and just couldn't she just couldn't scratch time because the roster was too good. Uh, here at LSU, she will be an immediate impact player. So good stuff. Thank you to the uh, thank you to Moon for uh, for stopping by here. Remember, we're brought to you by RMB Builders. Rhett Bourgeois and the crew, rmb-builders.com is where you get in touch with Rhett. Uh, you can find him there online. Custom-made home, he can help you out. If you need to restore the house that you're living in, he can remodel that for you. If you need just need a, handy, uh, a handyman around the house uh, to help you out uh, and just need a little uh, a small project done, uh, let Rhett and his crew help you out. But online at rmb builderscom Dot com. Y'all grow up. We'll be right back with the Jordy Colada show. <laughs> I'm so
Are you self-employed? Then you need to learn about Angel Oak's Home Loans Bank Statement Program that they're offering, which makes you eligible as a self-employed borrower to purchase or refinance a home without requiring a tax return. If you want to learn more, get in touch with me. Email me, jordy at jordycoladashow.com to learn about the Bank Statement Loan Program offered by Angel Oak. Jordy at jordycoladashow.com to learn more. Gearing up for spring and summer down here in South Louisiana and you want to keep your lawn maintained during these sunny seasons, get in touch with our friend Blake Bear over at Bear's Lawn Maintenance where he says, you grow it, I mow it. 225-485-8022. 225-485-8022 is where you can find Bear's Lawn and Maintenance, the official lawn and maintenance company of the undisclosed location. Go Chevrolet is proud to announce Go Express Auto Sales, the new used car lot located in the capital city of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, at 11522 Florida Boulevard. Go Express Auto Sales is online at goexpressautosales.com, or you can search them on Facebook and social media at Go Express Auto Sales, the newest addition to the family of Go Chevrolet. Remember, Go Chevrolet is located down in Laplace, Louisiana, but now welcoming aboard Go Express, the new used car lot located in Baton Rouge, Louisiana at 11522 Florida Boulevard. Welcome back in here to the Jordy Colada Show. Great interview from the moon. Moon Urson was here talking about coming home. Could you tell she was from New Orleans if you didn't know her? Like, just uh, her yeah, personality was sure. very New Orleans. Very, just beam, everything's on the table. Cool. Yeah. Just kind of chill. Can hoot, cuz. Probably. I mean, can light. Have you not seen her play? Uh-uh. I, don't oh. I mean... Hooper. That kind of broke my heart. The uh, Hooper didn't even look at LSU. It's unreal. Well, I mean, break your heart. I mean, you knew it. I know it, you know but I mean? yeah, but just to hear it, it's I mean, like it, they just, we weren't even on the radar. That is how bad Nikki Fargus was at her job, where you had a she's not Simone at all, but accolades, accomplishments, awards, three years in a row, the National State Player of the Year in Louisiana recognized by Gatorade, sets all types of records down at Destrahan within the New Orleans area and is a absolute folk hero down there. I mean, go bring up Moon Urson's name around Destrahan in New Orleans to people that pay attention to women's college basketball or women's basketball at all. 
And I'm telling you, like, you won't pay for a meal down there. And you just heard LSU, LSU had no shot. They had no, they had no chance. I mean, the backyard. She laughed at the question. Yeah. She, I mean, like, she was like, (laughs) no. No. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) not at all. Uh, So, it is right. Nick Richard, who is uh, one of our guys down there at Go Chevrolet, is inside of the bunker saying getting, co- uh, getting coaches like Mulkey is the exact reason why Woodward was hired. Uh, can't wait to see who he hires for baseball. That is Scott Woodward's. Uh, that, that, that seems like his, his big draw. That seems like his, his skill set, you know, his skill that, that everybody recognizes is his ability to attract top talented coaches. Now he opens up the checkbook everywhere he's been. Paid for Chris Peterson at the University of Washington. Paid for Jimbo Fisher at the uh, at Texas A and M. Uh, obviously paid for Kim Mulkey to get her here to Baton Rouge and expect her to pay. Expect him to pay uh, whoever is the next LSU baseball coach. But as he told us here on this show a little over three weeks ago, was that is the expectation at LSU. That should be the expectation within the LSU community is attracting the top leaders and top teachers in, in sports to the athletic department, not just because of the checkbook and the check you're writing, because you want to build an environment of just greatness, excellence, and holding people accountable and, and people that are accomplished and come with good reputations and, and have – uh, have strategies that have worked within their sport for for a lengthy time period that comes in with good experience. I mean, that is what Scott Woodward is selling to the ticket and fan base, and that is what he's selling to the potential hires and candidates that he brings in. I mean, Kim Mulkey said it at her opening press conference. I'd imagine that we would hear the same thing in, in discussing uh, whatever works out for the new baseball coach. And I would even go as, uh, you know, granular as the offensive line coach for the LSU football team. That is someone that I'd imagine that Scott Woodward is going to have input on, and and not you know not necessarily make the final decision or 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 give the name on who's who's the top candidate, but making sure that all the T's are crossed and I's are dotted, and and bringing in the right person to represent LSU. I know that within Scott Woodward's football passion, right? And Woodward is a businessman at the end of the day. I I think that I would label Scott Woodward as a political businessman that acts as LSU's athletic director. He's dominant in fundraising. He's dominant in recruiting. He's dominant in laying out out a, a plan and a future plan for people to stick by that is successful. Outside of that, he's bringing in the people to run the department. Stephanie Rempf and Burge Allsbury run the athletic department at LSU. I think Scott Woodward would tell you that openly. He's fundraising, building relationships with money people, making sure that the talented coaches that are out there are paying attention to what's happening at LSU. And I wonder sometimes on what the relationship is like between Woodward and Ogeron. A guy in Woodward's first season that Ogeron captures a national championship in stellar fashion. 
undefeated, setting records, Heisman Trophy winner. Beat everybody on the way to collecting the, the hardware. And then an offseason following a national championship that was filled with the inability to get out and fundraise, get in people's face, show off the success that the football program was experiencing that, and taking those successful conversations of selling what LSU is and turning that into money coming in the door. LSU wasn't able to do that. That all season was spent in watching the head coach jog shirtless on the beach, watching the head coach end up in social media pictures with his shirt off with a, uh, a female that was out there circulating. Hires that were brought in in the offseason that later the head coach admitted publicly that they did not interview. And now an offseason where it's untimely, but yet having to make another staff change and dishing out $700,000 if calls is not proven on why you're moving on for James Craig. Scott Woodward loves to have his people in place. He's a smart enough businessman to recognize if the people that were already there when he took the job are successful, not to mess with it. I wonder what his point of view is of his football program. I saw the quote that he made to the radio station in early March stating that Coach Ed Ogeron is from South Lafouche. He understands the expectations of LSU. He knows five and five is not going to cut it. Read between the lines. What if your boss said that publicly? What would you think? He's on my ass. He's paying attention, obviously. But that 2019 equity that everybody was selling and everybody was pleading with the fan base to remember in 2020 when the wheels were falling off, looks like it's about burn up. Yeah, after that last season, you used all its magic erase. Just burn up. Not even if the season was bad, it's the way that we got there. It's all of it's all of Ed Orgeron's decisions on who to hire. They failed, and now you have another coach that you brought in that you fired again. It's, it's not only that we didn't succeed, it's the manner of work, and it's how we're not succeeding, and it's falling all at his feet. It's all of the people that he handpicked and chose not to interview to bring into LSU after a 2019 run, which is, I mean, he brought in those people also. So there's very much a give and take with Ed in terms of he's going to hit some home runs, but you can't hit duds either. Like, you maybe find some middle ground here. He's, as hit, he's hit as many duds as he's hit home runs. Right. I mean, now his home runs are magical, right? I mean, the Joe Burrows of the world and SEC titles and national championships are Stories that you don't forget. But then there's Linehan, Polini, Matt Canada's situation, the whatever's happening here with James Craig and the turnover there to the off-the-field stuff that you have to deal with, his public relations just being a total disaster, his inability to recognize that you may not want to be so transparent when people ask you about the methods and ways you hire and you admit publicly that you didn't interview two coordinators on your staff. 
I mean, it would be something if he didn't interview a couple of video guys. But if you're not interviewing coordinators, now I don't think that they make that mistake again, but the fact that that happened to me is borderline insubordination. Especially when you have somebody like Scott Woodward who, I'm not going to use the word metal because that's not what he does. He is very much involved. And you saw it yesterday when he's walking pulmonary to the plane when they're going to Oregon. Like, you Mm -hmm. never saw Joe Oliva do anything like that. And Chris Reed said as much. If you saw his tweet, he was like, that's how you know Scott Woodward's the right guy for this job Mm -hmm. because Joe Oliva left the night before the national championship when baseball was playing Florida. Like, they saw him leave and he never came back. He's like, when that happened, he was out in my mind. So to have a guy like Woodward that's Louisiana – he understands like the culture here, and he knows what's expected. I think it's important that he's involved. It's unfair to it's unfair to compare Scott Woodward to Joe Oliva, just because Joe Oliva was that bad at his job. <laughs> I mean, he was just on unatta- I mean, the Chris Reed story. Uh, I mean, did you know that? No, I never knew that. Me either. I mean, that's just one more story that goes down in the annals of how in the hell did Joe Oliva make it at LSU. I mean, what athletic director flies out of Omaha the night before the national championship game? I mean, like, just say it out loud. Just say it out loud. You're, you're, you're doing what? I'm going back. You're going back? <laughs> Your program's playing for the national the championship, championship you tomorrow. Be in. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's unfair because Oliva was just the worst. Disinterested. The worst. The absolute worst. We're do- uh, brought to you. We got to get to uh, Coach Burrow. We're brought to you daily by Johnson Spillers Dentistry. Remember, if you need pediatric dentistry, any dentist needs that you need, uh, Johnson Spillers can help you out. They can also help you out with some Botox if you're interested uh, out there. Gonzalez and in Baton Rouge online, JohnsonSpillers.com. When we come back, Jamar Chase has inked his contract with Cincinnati. Burrow and Chase, the 91 connection looks great, even mm. at the professional level. We will talk to Coach Burrow about some of the things that people are buzzing about there up in Cincinnati and getting Joe back on the field, having Jamar and Joe working alongside each other. And we were talking this morning as a staff, and we'll talk to Coach Burrow here shortly uh, and ask him this here in a minute. Um, From a football mind like Coach Burrow is, and he's been around the game for 35 years, um, how smart is his son in the game? What's the ceiling of, uh, of his mental capacity as a football player from Coach Burrow's point of view. We'll ask him next right here on the Jordy Collada Show. Remember, our podcast is brought to you by RMB Builders. RMB Builders is a custom home builder offering both new construction and remodeling to Baton Rouge and surrounding areas. They are licensed for commercial as well as residential construction. They can also handle your office renovation or building maintenance. Remember, they are on social media. You can find them on Instagram at RMB Builders LLC or on Facebook at facebook.com backslash RMB Builders LLC. You can also visit them on their website at www.rmb-builders.com. Are you self-employed? Then you need to learn about Angel Oak's Home Loans Bank Statement Program that they're offering, which makes you eligible as a self-employed borrower to purchase or refinance a home without requiring a tax return. If you want to learn more, get in touch with me. Email me, 
Jordy at JordyColladaShow.com to learn about the bank statement loan program offered by Angel Oak. Jordy at JordyColladaShow.com to learn more. Gearing up for spring and summer down here in South Louisiana and you want to keep your lawn maintained during these sunny seasons, get in touch with our friend Blake Bear over at Bear's Lawn Maintenance where he says, you grow it, I mow it. 225-485-8022. 225-485-8022 is where you can find Bear's Lawn and Maintenance, the official lawn and maintenance company of the undisclosed location. Go Chevrolet is proud to announce Go Express Auto Sales, the new used car lot located in the capital city of Baton Rouge, Louisiana at 11522 Florida Boulevard. Go Express Auto Sales is online at GoExpressAutoSales.com or you can search them on Facebook and social media at Go Express Auto Sales, the newest addition to the family of Go Chevrolet. Remember, Go Chevrolet is located down in Laplace, Louisiana, but now welcoming aboard Go Express, the new used car lot located in Baton Rouge, Louisiana at 11522 Florida Boulevard. Welcome back in here to the Jordy Colada Show, driven and powered by Go Chevrolet, online at GEAUXChevrolet.com. Any of the inventory that you're shopping down in Laplace, they can get it to you in Baton Rouge, corner of Florida Boulevard and Sherwood Forest. Go Express Auto Sales. Go see our crew over there, Nick Richard, Lee Carney, and the crew. Always good to link up with our guy, man, Coach Jimmy Burrow, the absolute best. Joe's dad, and of course, Joe looks great up there in the uh, in the knee brace and looks around 85%, but as Burrow uh, said to the media last week, he's got to be out there around his team. It just shows his leadership, and that's who, that's who he is, man. I mean, quintessential Burrow. I sent a clip of, uh, of Joe back at LSU to Coach Jimmy yesterday. I sent him the clip that you guys sent mm-hmm. me on TikTok uh, of Joe leading the, uh, leading the practice. And going to Michael Divinity before uh, before it started talking about Divinity and and how LSU's offense was going to get Divinity and and that defense they were going to get a part of their ass that day at practice and it was it was great Burrow stuff and then you turn on ESPN and you see him working alongside Jamar Chase with a couple of Cincinnati Bengals helmets on. Uh, Coach Jimmy Burrow is here with us this morning to talk a little football and it's always great to catch up. Good morning, Coach. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. Always. Um, how is uh, how is the man? Because son. he's just he, <laughs> when you talk about uh, he could miss this summer. He, he he didn't have to be there. He didn't have to to, to be out there. I, I I I would imagine that somebody in the franchise is like, look, Joe, if you don't want to go, buddy, you don't you don't you don't you don't have to do yeah. this. Um, his, his mindset, coach, uh, of just getting 
back to a state where he can get on the field and, and go through summer workouts? What, what have you seen from your point of view on him? Well, it's just a lot of it goes back to how competitive uh, he is and how committed he is really to, to, uh, to his teammates. And uh, that was a goal to push as hard as he could and, and uh, without going too fast and you know, kind of take it uh, day by day, week by week. And, and things just started to progress to the point that uh, he was able to, to be there and, and throw. And he'd been throwing for several weeks, but really uh, just a stationary target and was, was having uh, success doing it as far as me feeling good. So, uh, you know, they worked up a plan, and uh, and, and uh, there he is out there like you see, throwing to Jamar and all the other receivers. And uh, But uh, it's just, uh, you know, a credit to uh, not only the Dr. Elitrox who did the surgery, but the, the Bengals' uh, uh, training and, and rehabilitation staff. That's Nick Cosgrove is uh, – is uh, the leader at that, and they've just done a great job uh, getting him back to at least where he is now. Coach, I heard a podcast with Chris Collins. We're sitting down with Joe, and one of the parts that came up that was real interesting was the relationship that he has with Zach Taylor. I know I've asked you about Taylor uh, in, in some of our chats and conversations, uh, but it seems like Joe was able to develop a great rapport and relationship with Taylor uh, going into his first year, this was even before he had taken a snap uh, at, at the professional level. Can you talk about how that relationship has developed now that Joe's been in the system for a year, and it looks like and sounds like those guys have really uh, the ultimate trust in in in, in one another? Yeah, that's that's uh, that's true. He really has developed a great relationship uh, with with Zach and also uh, uh, the, the other offensive coaches and. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of tough because uh, other than a few minutes at the at the combine that year, there, there really that wasn't any uh, meetings with with, uh, with Zach. But you know, I had known uh, Zach somewhat from uh, from Nebraska, and and he had coached with the University of Cincinnati, and we had visited over there a few times. So, uh, but once they got together and they started with their Zoom meetings during the pandemic. Uh, I think Joe was was just impressed that you know they're always willing to to look back at LSU film and and take things that 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 worked for Joe and and that Joe liked and and uh, kind of put it in in their offensive uh, playbook and and I think anytime that happens uh, the relationship starts out uh, really good so uh, uh, you know it's it's a it's a spread offense, which Joe loves, and as I said, there's a lot of similarities to some of the things they did at LSU. And then, uh, um, you know, on game day, he, he trusts Zach with the with the, the play calling, and and that was starting to really uh, uh, get better and better uh, before Joe got hurt. And so, really, it's 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 just a trust factor, and and the, that relationship hopefully will continue. Uh, one thing that I imagine that that he is very excited about adding to the Cincinnati playbook that he had at the LSU playbook is, is Jamar Chase. <laughs> maybe maybe the yeah. best player on offense outside of him. Uh, that chemistry looks like it's picked up right where it left off in 19, Coach. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, awesome to, to be able to, for the Bengals to draft Jamar. I, I know uh, 
Joe's uh, knows he's a great player, and they were also really good friends, as were many of those those guys on that uh, LSU uh, football team. They still uh, continue to to talk wherever uh, Justin Jefferson is, or Clyde, or or a lot of those guys. So uh, just to get a, another guy that Joe felt comfortable with, uh, not only uh, as a as a person and friend, but certainly a great uh, football player. And we had gotten to know. Uh, Jimmy Chase and and uh, and J- Jamar's uh, mother, and so that was that was big for us. We we've communicated. We've been to Cincinnati and and uh, had brunch with them. And uh, you know, there's when you come from uh, uh, New Orleans to Cincinnati, it's, it's quite a, a a change. And and they had a lot of questions. And even as we did last year, as far as uh, uh, you know, where where do, where do you go for this? Or how how to how do we do this? And uh, so, you know, we had a relationship before, and we're looking forward to the tailgate uh, if, if they let us back in this year, which I think they're going to. But, you know, getting Jamar is huge, certainly. Coach, we've seen uh, we've seen Joe make a leap from year one to year two like we did at LSU. I'm wondering, and he's going to the, obviously going to his second year with the Bengals, did he say anything uh, from 2018 to 2019 to you, like, Coach, we could be special here? And is he, does he have any similar feelings about where the Bengals are? In the spring of, the, of that year, uh, he, he did. He, he said, uh, you know, I, I, think, I think we do have a chance to be really, really good. And my, my uh, uh, question was, you know, what, what makes you think that? And he says, you know, we're, we're going against uh, a great defense and, and one, of the, one of the best uh, uh, defense as far as personnel, and, and they can't stop us. So uh, uh, that, in his mind, that, uh, you know, indicated that that they would be able to do that against a lot of people, and and uh, so he he thought they could be special. And I think with the Bengals, he thinks it's certainly a work in progress, but that the pieces are starting to fall in place. That uh, they're going to be dynamic on offense with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and and uh, and Jamar and Joe Mixon at running back. So uh, in in his mind, uh, you know, the future looks great, and and the uh, I think I think he he thinks that down the road they can be special, but certainly a lot of a lot of hard work still uh, needs to take place. From your coaching experience, and you've been around it more than forty years. Um, I, I, this is a question about your son, but if you can, can you answer it as a coach? Um, what is the ceiling on his mental capacity as a football player? I mean, I'm just watching people diagnose and talk about what he says and what he sees. And it's almost like they're talking about a football savant or one of these generational type players. And in your opinion, in your mindset, were there landmarks or mile markers along the way where you kind of got back to the house and said, damn, he's, I didn't even think of that. (laughs) Right. I mean, he's really, really smart. Um, What what is the, I guess just the, the initial question, what from your point of view is his, his ceiling in mental capacity around the game of football and how smart is he? Well, he has a great memory of, of things that have happened to him on the football field in the past. And I think, uh, you know, having the experience to, to, to make sure that uh, things like that that, that are maybe happened bad, like an interception, he, he remembers why and, and, and how not to do that again. And, and it kind of uh, leads into to him being able to not make the same mistake twice. And, and uh, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm, I'm watching him and, and, uh, 
he's always going to the open receiver, and you say, well, that's what they're supposed to be. But it's not that easy to find the, right. the open receiver every time. But if you're if you're trying to defend him and, and changing up the coverage, and uh, he seems to always uh, have a great feel for that. He understands uh, uh, coverages, and, and he understands uh, pass protection uh, also. So it just it just adds up to you know what you're looking for in a in a quarterback and uh he's always studied the game and and uh and had great preparation and and uh uh but but really again just his knowledge of the game and his his memory of of things that have that he watches on film and and uh the the memory of of the games and experiences in those games uh he he really draws on that uh in in the, the future game uh, looks like he's working on his deep ball this off season and throwing the deep ball. What what have you seen? Have is it seems like this yeah. is something that he's intently working on. Well, they, he he's always been a great deep ball thrower. Uh, uh, high school, uh, in, in, even at Ohio State, and then uh, at, at LSU, certainly uh, especially 2019, and and they weren't able to to connect last year. And uh, who knows uh, the the reason, uh, but but it's. He, he takes something every year that he really wants to get better at, and uh, and that's something individually he wants to get better at. And, and uh, Zach Taylor uh, has has mentioned that as a team, they really want to be able to uh, to uh, have more explosive plays and and, and throw deep. And uh, I think Jamar will will help. And and uh, Higgins coming back for his second year, and Tyler Boyd, uh, those guys, uh, they'll they'll be able to get the. Uh, downfield this year, and I, I think Joe uh, having the mindset that he's going to be better at it, and they're going to be better at it as a team, uh, will will play out in in the future. But yeah, they're working on it. I mean, his arm is stronger. Uh, he's he's uh, developed uh, a little more velocity on the ball, and uh, when you're a, a, a rookie quarterback, not not everything clicks as as easy easily as as you would like, especially with with really no. OTAs or mini camps or anything like that last year. So, uh, you know, when he got hurt, it, it was still a, a work in progress. I think they would have gotten better at the at the deep ball uh, uh, if he hadn't got hurt. But uh, something that they they have to get get better at. I, I think he he understands that and wants to really get back to being able to to, to throw deep to those guys. Burrow's summer vacation planned, and does the Golden Boy make it, or do you guys not see him for the next twenty years on a summer vacation? <laughs> well, we're, 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 own money yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we're always uh, we've gone down to uh, to uh, Florida for yeah. for many many years with different places between Destin and Panama City, and uh, we'll continue to do that this year. And when I ask him about things like that, even uh, what you know, we have a Fourth of July. Uh, uh, get together a uh, planned and he just says it's a game time decision. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that means uh, he might the day before say, Hey, I'll, I'll yeah. see you in Florida. Or he might say, I can't go. Or he might uh, in the middle of the vacation call and say he's, he's on his way. So uh, game time decision, but we hope we used to, we've done it for so long. And certainly when he was growing up and in high school, he was with us every Every summer, and Jamie and Dan and uh, uh, are always always there. But he hasn't he hasn't been for two or three summers now. So we're hope hopefully that game time game time decision will be a go, and he'll be there. Well, it's uh, it's always great to catch up with you, uh, Coach. Send our best to Miss Robin and the crew, Danny and the boys. 
and uh, of course to uh, to Joey. As uh, you guys have a great summer, we'll catch up soon. All right, thanks for having me. I listened to your uh, interview of, of the young lady uh, Moon, the basketball, and uh, the, you know that was that was great. I'm looking forward to following that uh, women's basketball team too. Kim Mulkey was a great hire down here in Baton Rouge, Coach. I mean, everybody has really responded to bringing her aboard. Yes, and I mentioned my dad was a uh, women's basketball coach. Actually, played at Mississippi State, and and uh, I grew up on the bench as as uh, w- with my dad doing that. And uh, my mom was a legendary player, so I I'll, I'll be following and rooting. Uh, to give me another sport to root for the Tigers. We'll talk soon, Coach. Thank you. All right, thanks a lot. All right, there he is, the man. Uh, Coach Jimmy Burrow checking in this morning here. I think they said his mom dropped eighty in a basketball game yeah, in high school. Like she did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh no, it's uh, they get it honest. Yeah, <laughs> they get it honest. The Burrow. <laughs> I mean, the starting second baseman for Virginia's baseball team is uh, is Jimmy's nephew. I mean, I mean his, all over the his place. His brother's son is the is the Virginia second baseman. Do you think Joe was popping cigars on family vacation? Because that when that video came out, that was not his first experience with the cigar. He smoked that thing like a oh, for like, sure. a, like yes, a hero. Absolutely. Um very experienced. Yes. Yeah, so I um, wonder if they're letting him kind of, you know, pop back on the beach, have a guard with the with the pop. At huh. this point, I mean, you can do whatever you have to. He's making the rules. Yeah. Right? But I was I wondering mean, like 18, 19, yeah. and they're like, yeah, come on. Still, have on, one still with, on the come up? Yeah, have one with pops, you <laughs> That's know? Right. Uh great stuff. Appreciate Coach Burrow for stopping by here uh on the Jordy Colada show. Remember, Nevadas brings you the Jordy Colada show every single day. You can find them. Uh, at Nevadas.com, helping you uh, create custom web designs and mobile design development. Once you need that uh, with your business, they can help you uh, in in saving time, uh, creating resources for you. Uh, get in touch with them online at Nevadas.com, N-O-V-A-T-E-U-S, Nevadas.com. Uh, we will talk to uh, Dr. Reef coming up here with uh, Dr. Sharif Taba who is the uh, CEO down in South Miami and South Florida uh, from Athletics Rehab and Recovery, uh, who has been working one-on-one with Alvin Kamara since he's been in the NFL. He's working alongside superstars like Mark Ingram and Quan Alexander. But some of the stuff that he's got Alvin Kamara doing is just some of the some of the more creative workouts that, that you will see for athletes. And once you see them, I mean, it gives you an idea of why they are who they are, and we are who we are. It's a reason why those cats can play it, and we have to watch it. And talk about because it. Because <laughs> some of the things that he's got Kamara doing, like balancing on a what would be a balance board, right? I mean, we've all been into a, into a weight room where there is a, a cylinder that rolls under this board, and Kamara is holding his balance while he is working on his stiff arm and doing this the entire time without either foot hitting the floor. So he's staying almost perfectly balanced while he's punching in the air. I mean, he's, he's, he's stiff-arming. He's working on a stiff arm with Dr. Reef. We've got the video. We're going to play it during the interview. He's going to be here next. We've also got hopes that we're going to link up with Bo Bordelon, who's a talented offensive lineman down at Newman, who's committed to LSU for the class of 2022. We'll ask him about the offseason. We'll ask him about some of the stuff that's happening in recruiting. And we'll ask him about his reaction to the news on James Craig, who was uh, terminated last night at LSU within LSU's football program. So Ed Ogeron and the crew looking for an offensive line coach going into an enormous recruiting weekend. Uh, So hopefully we can link up with Bordelon before we get out of here. Uh, Special thanks to Jimmy Burrow. That was always, Mm -hmm. as always, 
Uh, fantastic insight and fantastic conversation. We'll be right back with Dr. Reef here on the Jordy Collada Show, driven and powered by Go Chevrolet. Are you self-employed? Then you need to learn about Angel Oaks Home Loans Bank Statement Program that they're offering, which makes you eligible as a self-employed borrower to purchase or refinance a home without requiring a tax return. If you want to learn more, get in touch with me. Email me, jordy at jordycoladashow.com to learn about the bank statement loan program offered by Angel Oak. Jordy at jordycoladashow.com to learn more. Gearing up for spring and summer down here in South Louisiana and you want to keep your lawn maintained during these sunny seasons, get in touch with our friend Blake Bear over at Bear's Lawn Maintenance where he says, you grow it, I mow it. 225-485-8022. 225-485-8022 is where you can find Bear's Lawn and Maintenance, the official lawn and maintenance company of the undisclosed location. Go Chevrolet is proud to announce Go Express Auto Sales, the new used car lot located in the capital city of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, at 11522 Florida Boulevard. Go Express Auto Sales is online at goexpressautosales.com, or you can search them on Facebook and social media at Go Express Auto Sales, the newest addition to the family of Go Chevrolet. Remember, Go Chevrolet is located down in Laplace, Louisiana, but now welcoming aboard Go Express, the new used car lot located in Baton Rouge, Louisiana at 11522 Florida Boulevard. Welcome in here to the Jordy Collada Show. Welcome back to the Jordy Collada Show. Good stuff from Coach Jimmy Burrow. Always good to catch up with Joe's old man. Get an update on where Joe is. Looks like he's going to be well ready to go for the opener as he's over there in off-season training activities working alongside Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, some of the names that Coach is talking about. That's that crew, Coach. Cincinnati, that's a bunch of playmakers, man. Do you think he rocks the knee brace for the rest of his career? No. Hell no. You think he wears it this year? I think he has to wear it this year just to keep it stable. Um, but and gone. Yeah, I mean. It doesn't seem like a brace guy. I think it, for, for him it shows weakness, right? Right, exactly. I mean, he's not trying to <laughs> do that. Yeah, it's a bullseye. Uh, if he wants to get it right, he uh, and he may be doing this, I don't even know, because my guy down in South Florida, uh, Dr. Reef, Dr. Sharif Tabah, is the CEO of Athletics Rehab and Recovery. We have talked to him before and always – He's got great information. Uh, he's, uh, he's great to talk to. If you're in the South Florida area, uh, I know Louis Garcia, who is a great storyteller that was just on Hold the Rope, 
uh, a former LSU baseball player, uh, is a star down in in South Miami. I'd imagine that Dr. Reef, uh, with the people that he works with, I mean, Dr. Reef has social media up, and and make sure that you are following uh, Dr. Reef on social media to keep up with what athletics. Uh, rehab has going on but he's at doctor spell it out at doctor underscore reef is where you can hit him on uh is where you can hit him on on twitter and at the same handle on instagram um and he comes back with us after more video has come out of alvin Kamara just doing freaky shit man i mean he's just <laughs> doing alien type stuff inside of a workout facility where dr reef has the trust of maybe the best running back in the NFL to get him right every single offseason, and they've been doing it since Kamara has been in the league, and it looks like it has you know, brought more. I see Mark Ingram there, Quan Alexander's working out there, uh, and Dr. Reef is here with us on the Jordy Collada Show. Always good to catch up with you, sir. Good morning. How are you? Hey, Jordy. I'm doing great. How are you? Doing good. Um, saw the latest come out with Alvin and and what he has going on this offseason. Um and just from his his professional growth, Doc, you, you can probably speak to this uh, better than anyone, probably better than anyone uh, that's around Alvin, uh, and just how how strong and how much more confident of an athlete he is now compared to where he was coming out. Because in just some of the stuff that you guys have going on, I'd imagine that it, it takes balls to even ask somebody to do that because of just the inability of the ma- the, the masses to to do what he does. We're showing the the social media now, uh, and it's just it is amazing God. of him on that balance that balance board and, and punching you away. I mean, can you explain to our viewers and to us what is going on? Yeah, absolutely. He's uh he's always an incredible athlete and a ton of fun to work with. And, and you know, as we always say, he just continues to level up in his abilities. So I have to continue to level up in the challenges. But you know. So this this balance board here is creating a side-to-side or what we call frontal plane instability. As a running back, a lot of what you do is that side-to-side movement, you know, stepping over the trash, getting through the hole, and then trying to get out the field. So, uh, you know, we always stress a lot of strength and stability as well as power in that frontal plane. Um, so in this situation, you know, we had started working on that balance board. That's a rev balance board. It's pretty awesome. There's a... Uh, different levels to it where one's like a half rocker and then there's one that's like a foam um not a foam but like an air diamond disc that kind of is in all directions and then the one we're using here is a hard roller which is the hardest one it really gives you a lot of side to side shift so we had worked on just getting comfortable on that standing and then ball planning and then squatting and you know over the years it's been progressing um we got into i think earlier we posted earlier this offseason doing like a pnf chop lift where he's squatting down with a band coming up and rotating away and Overcoming all these uh, instability forces while adding external forces, which just forces him to have really good core control. So now in this video, we said, okay, let's try to even take it up a whole nother notch and make it a little bit more, if you will, you know, simulating football in the sense of, okay, let's simulate. Now he has to have this instability and then stiff arm, which he has to reach away from his center of mass, make contact with an object, and each contact is going to be different. You know, does he hit it clean or does he miss a little bit? And how hard is the ball versus is it soft and, you know, uh, compliant and things like that. So now he has to also overcome that perturbation of uh, the contact or the lack of contact, whatever it might be, while he reaches away from the center of mass. So the goal is to make it so when he's on the field and maybe he's 
you know, given a juke and then throws a stiff arm, he's able to have good core control and body awareness to be able to maintain the direction that he's trying to go. Isn't that his best attribute is his balance? I mean, like if you were to analyze him as a player, wouldn't you say his best attribute is his balance? Because it never looks like he gets bowling, like bowling pinned. He never looks like he gets knocked around out there, which I'd imagine on a football field at the NFL level is very difficult to do. No, absolutely. I mean, it's a combination of balance and, and core control and what I like to call body awareness, you know, core perception or body awareness. So there's a lot of the different types of challenges that we put in there in order to work on his ability to maintain core control, overcome unstable environments, which will kind of replicate that, getting hit and knocked off your center of mass and being able to keep your feet up under you and, and keep trucking in the direction you want to go. Um, what is the – how do you create these exercises? Does, does he give you the idea, or do you have a team behind you saying, guys, we got to keep cha- – the challenges what keep growing. What can do? Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's, it's really a progression. You know, we just look at finding a challenge, you know, an exercise, and look at a function and say, okay, how do we strengthen his stability? Okay, we work on balance. Now let's work on core control. Okay, so we put him on these unstable situations. All right, now that gets easy. So let's say, all right, let's get a little more specific, and now we're going from a plane with a sagittal front-to-back movement. Okay, so now that you got two planes of movement going on, so you're challenging the brain. Now that's easy. All right, so let's, you know, let's keep leveling it up and finding ways to be a little bit more function-specific as we go. And, of course, this is only, like, you know, a piece of what we do in the offseason. We're also outside doing, you know, running drills, agility drills, running back-type movement drills. Um, and, of course, he's also got, like, a traditional strength and conditioning program with, you know, uh, regular lifts and runs and all that kind of stuff as well. How quickly does he master this, like these drills that you show him? Because as a mere mortal, I feel like I couldn't even do the beginning of that. One foot in front of the other <laughs> challenge. Yeah, it really depends. For the most part, the answer is too damn fast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for the most part, you know, he does a good job of, of overcoming it pretty quick. He's got great motor learning. Um, and yeah, occasionally we'll find a good one to, to stump him. But if I give him enough reps on it or a couple of days on it, he's always going to master it. Um, just the other day, I think it was last Friday, uh, he came in and I had just finished my workout and I was taking him through some stuff. I said, all right, you know, screw it, I'll jump in. And we started quickly building off of one another. And uh, I had some ideas and he's like, oh, what if we tweak it like this? And, you know, it was killing me and killing him. And then I could do one he couldn't do and he could do one I couldn't do. And wow. we just kept pushing each other throughout the whole workout. And we ended up inventing a whole bunch of stuff. And we were laughing. We we're like, wow, we just made a whole Rolodex just in this last hour. So it's cool. Sounds like the studio, like a rap studio. (laughs) I'm going in. Cut that one. Cut that one. Um, Exactly. So what are your expectations for him? Because I thought he was the best back in the league last season. I thought he was the best player in the league last season. What are your expectations for him? Yeah, I know. I I joked to them. I said, listen, slow down because where else are we going to go? I said, you know, you're out here setting records, tying records. I said, you go go and win the Super Bowl. We have nothing to work for next year. (laughs) Kind of joking, of course. But um, so I anticipate, you know, a lot more of the same greatness out of him. I'm really excited. Obviously, this is going to be a unique year for him without Drew. Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff falling on his shoulders. Um, You know, I always said that. I feel like. Alvin was Drew's, you know, second option always. It was like down the field, and then it was, you know, drop off the AK. So that that helped him a lot. So it'll be interesting to see how these, uh, you know, new quarterback situations will will challenge him um, differently on the field. But um, I think overall, what's great is we came into this offseason healthy, mm-hmm. um, very high confidence off of an amazing year, and we just really quickly picked up where we left off and continued to build. Whereas, of course, last year we had to rebuild a lot due to some of those injuries that he had had during the previous season. Um, so I do expect a, an amazing year out of him this year. 
Uh, doctor of physical therapy. Dr. Reef is on Twitter at Dr. Underscore Reef. He's also a certified strength and conditioning specialist who are working, uh, who he is working uh, with some of the top athletes uh, in the country every single day. Uh, we also are big fans of Quan Alexander. Obviously, he went to school at LSU uh, before mm-hmm. he was drafted by Tampa, then played at San Francisco, and last season was hurt in New Orleans. Uh, it looks like he is progressing very well under your guidance. Yeah, he's Quan's doing amazing. I mean, he's he's got to be the fastest recovering Achilles I've ever worked with. It's incredible. Um, you know, every day we're, we're just progressing down the road. He's doing things. Now he's five months out. He was doing things at four and a half months out that he's most of the time you won't see to almost six months. So he's, he definitely looks amazing. We're back doing positional drills and just working on cleaning up some of the mechanics, you know, movement in all directions, change of directions, uh, resisted acceleration, which is one of the hardest things to get back to after an Achilles just because of the overload stress to the Achilles. Um, but overall, he, he just really looks incredible. He comes with the most aggressive, can-do attitude every day, and he's just a pleasure to work with. Doc, how was your business affected? By, by COVID because of you being so hands-on and we've talked to so many people on this platform whether it be coaches players administrators and everybody's got a story on how the last 365 days ha- has affected their their personal and business life uh, things seem to be trending back to to normal ways and people getting out and supporting the sports that they love but from you who works hand in hand with professional athletes and and people in physical therapy every single day uh, how much was your your operation affected? Yeah, I mean, COVID was obviously a, a giant challenge for for our industry. Um, you know, luckily, as medical providers as well, we were considered um, essential, so we were legally able to continue to operate, which is great. But of course, we're also inside of performance gyms, so the gyms were being shut down. So even though we could operate, we were forced to figure out a unique way to do so. Uh, and we really looked at it like, you know, particularly with for our athletes, because it was the middle of NFL offseason last year. These are guys that can't afford to just say, okay, well, I guess I got to get home for the next three months. Like, right. that was not really an option. So we had to get creative. And the answer really was showing up for in homes, having, you know, helping guys out, coming to their house, finding local parks to do work. Um, had guys over to my house. I mean, we had Mark and Alvin at my house doing work. Um, we, eventually even ended up getting like an Airbnb space and ended up running a little operation out of there. <laughs> it was pretty comical, but uh, we had like a, a pretty, uh, a pretty thick situation where we had a pool and then a, and a big outdoor court and some field space. And, and we were able to keep everybody safe using masks and cleaning everything and, and be able to still get some, some work in that these guys really needed. Um, so we were super happy to get back into the building, you know, towards the middle of last year. And um, in Florida, things have been a little bit, uh, more conducive for getting back to work, which is good. Um, but, you know, it's, it's every day it's, it's uh, progressing in the right direction here. Doc, we saw some video of Alvin Kamara on a snowboard, and he said it was his first time, which is hard to believe. Did you prep him for that? Did he come <laughs> in and say, give me some drills so I can go out here and shred? That was incredible. I, I called him and I said, what is going on? I said, there's no way this is your first time. Because I snowboard, and I know what it takes to get going and to learn. And I was like, you're hitting a box and you're, you're carving and you're changing your heel edge and toe edge. I said, what the heck's going on? He said, this is what we do all off season. What do you mean? So it was pretty funny. He actually told me that the, um, the instructor he was working with said, there's no way this is your first time. He said, well, I do this 
all off season. He's like, well, I thought you said you would never snowboard. He said, no, but I just do balance all off season. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Essentially oh, snowboarding. He's just chilling, too, man. Incredible. The video of him. He's chilling. just cruising down the mountains, right dude. Now. I mean, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. Uh, Dr. Reef, he's one of our favorite interviews. You can find out everything that he's got going on, athleticsrehab.com. Uh, he's down in South Florida. He's on social media. His uh, his handle is at doctor, so spell out doctor, D-O-C-T-O-R, underscore uh, underscore reef, uh, to keep up with all the cool videos that are coming out with the off-season training around Camara, Mark Ingram, Quan Alexander, I see Robbie Anderson from the Charlotte Panthers, uh, uh, Carolina Panthers. Get Joe Burrow uh, in there. there. That's right. Um, everybody. Everybody is down there, and uh, I know that he is very busy, so we appreciate the couple of minutes that he spares for us here on this Thursday morning. Thank you, Doc. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Always. There is uh, Dr. Reef checking in from uh, from South Florida this morning as uh, some of the stuff that he's got some of these professional athletes doing. I mean, I'd imagine when he spells it out or shows it to some of them for the first time, they're probably like, say what? You're nuts. What? You want me to do what? I'd imagine people turn around and walk out. Like, oh, this, I'm this not doing this. Nuts. And then when you see Alvin Kamara doing it, you're just like, oh, it can be done. That The one, the, the most impressive one is the second video that I showed when he's calling out the colors and he's on a BOSU ball and he's catching these these rings and, and he's color coordinating them at the same time. You're like, that should even be allowed. It's it your is. brain work that fast. Exactly. And it your is balance amazing. is just so good. Is that all core? Yes. Yeah. That's the doctor. Yes. I mean, it like just to, stabilizer to be able to stand on that plane like that is nothing but core strength i mean really the way that you're holding yourself up is like in between your thighs and your chest i mean you're just kind of strength my strongest and weakest part of my holding your stuff up right i guess Uh, dude yeah if i hopped on that thing it'd be two broken ankles (laughs) uh yes it would um let me see if uh if bo borderline has has some time this morning here uh give me uh give me 30 seconds i'll be back here uh, and hopefully we can have a conversation with Bo Bordelon. If not, we'll get back to the conversation about what LSU does uh, at the offensive line coaching position uh, or just give our thoughts there as James Craig is out after uh, being on staff since 2018. Daily, we're brought to you by Elevate Treatment and Alcohol Center, Drug and Alcohol Rehab Center here in Baton Rouge, where they are dedicated to treating patients who are battling drug and alcohol addiction. Find out how you can start your treatment online this morning by logging on to ElevateTreatment.com. That's E-L-E-V, the number 8, Treatment.com. ElevateTreatment.com. Get in touch with them online this morning. Let's. Uh, we will close out the Jordy Kalana Show next. We may be talking about Bordelon, uh, but we will focus on the, uh, the vacancy on LSU's football staff with James Craig being ousted on Wednesday night. More when we come back here. Driven and powered by Go Chevrolet. Are you self-employed? Then you need to learn about Angel Oak's Home Loans Bank Statement Program that they're offering, which makes you eligible as a self-employed borrower to purchase or refinance a home without requiring a tax return. If you want to learn more, get in touch with me. Email me, jordy at jordycoladashow.com to learn about the Bank Statement Loan Program offered by Angel Oak. jordy at jordycoladashow.com to learn more. Gearing up for spring and summer down here in South Louisiana and you want to keep your lawn maintained during these sunny seasons, get in touch with our friend Blake Bear over at Bear's Lawn Maintenance where he says, you grow it, I mow it. 
225-485-8022 is where you can find A Bears Lawn and Maintenance, the official lawn and maintenance company of the undisclosed location. Go Chevrolet is proud to announce Go Express Auto Sales, the new used car lot located in the capital city of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, at 11522 Florida Boulevard. Go Express Auto Sales is online at goexpressautosales.com or you can search them on Facebook and social media at Go Express Auto Sales, the newest addition to the family of Go Chevrolet. Remember, Go Chevrolet is located down in Laplace, Louisiana, but now welcoming aboard Go Express, the new used car lot located in Baton Rouge, Louisiana at 11522 Florida Boulevard. All right, welcome back in here to the Jordy Colada Show. Closing it out here on this Thursday morning. Special thanks to Dr. Reef, Dr. Sharif Taba from Athletics Performance down in South Florida as he was uh, here talking about some of the off-season training that Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, and the crew are going through. Those Kamara videos, if you haven't seen them, hopefully you saw them during the interview or just... They're incredible. You have to see them to believe them. I mean, you have to see them to believe the them. And s- snowboarding, I had to see to believe that was. <laughs> is that unreal? That's his first time. First time. And he's just I mean, hands just in his pockets, chilling. He's just chilling, dude. He's carving it up, and he's just. It acts like he's done it ever. Like whenever you go, if you've ever been snow skiing or snowboarding, and you <laughs> see those like five or six year olds out there that are zooming past you, like he's gonna be like this forever. Like yeah. this kid's already good at it. Yeah. That's what Camaro looked like. He's been doing it his whole life. Unbelievable. 
so th- special thanks to Dr. Reef and sharing some time with us and a little insight there. Remember, follow him on Twitter. It's worth it, if just nothing else, for the videos. At Dr. Underscore Reef. Jimmy Burrow, of course, was great, as we always appreciate catching up with the coach. Uh, talking a little bit about Joe working on throwing the deep ball this offseason, working alongside Jamar Chase. The beard. And uh, everything. Summer vacation plans. Game time decision. Quote yeah, of the that's a great. That's a great, a great way to quote. live. Yeah, it's a great way to live. Uh, I'm a game time decision. I'll let you know. Uh, <laughs> Love you, Dad. College, <laughs> College Football Hall of Fame announced their ballot yesterday. Tigers got two on there. Kevin Falk and Bray. Is Kevin Falk still not, not in the College not, Football Hall of that. Fame? Dude, I mean, what are the credentials? What do you need? Those. I mean, what do you have to do to get in? I mean, this is the fifth time that Falk has appeared on the ballot. First time for Brady James. Uh, but I mean, good. God, Falk, who finished his LSU career with a school record in rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, and holds the SEC record for all-purpose yards overall and still holds 10 LSU records. He's not in. What the hell do you got to do, man? I mean, Lord. Three rings at the Pats. I was looking at some of the qualifications to get in, and he checked every box. They were like... He's got to check some boxes twice. Yes, it was unbelievable. They're like, uh, it also was contingent on what you did in your NFL career, what you did after your college football career. It's like, well, he's got... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Continue. Tom Brady called him his most favorite all-time teammate. Is that enough? Is that enough? Three rings later? I mean, what has this guy got to do to get in? He needs to get in. Fifth time on the ballot. And then Brady James, who's on there for the first time, a tackling machine, man. I mean, if I, I, anything about Brady James, that cat was always getting up from the bottom of the pile. I mean, he Old was school, always around the football. Uh, finished his LSU career with over 415 tackles. Oh. Number two in LSU history on that list. Uh, he graduated back in 2003. He was an All-American selection back in 2002. He missed that natty by one year. I wish they would have redshirted him. I wish he didn't happen had an opportunity to be on a national championship team because he was just such a great player and such a great dude. We graduated early, high school yeah. together. I think he came back for his senior, senior year, year and Trev Falk left. That's what it was. Um, it got me through some dark times. Yes. Um, but we graduated high school the same year Brady James and I did and met at a summer camp going into our senior seasons and for whatever reason we just were cool with each other and we stayed in touch and he was always just the most down-to-earth cool to- i tell you what dd bro and the lsu gymnastics program experienced a ton of success and their attendance skyrocketed it was really around the time that the brady james foundation began that the pink effort and it was built in um in harmony with the LSU gymnastics program and DD Bro, I mean, I guarantee you, you can very much relate to LSU's gymnastics explosion from a interest standpoint and the tickets and sold out to the Brady James Foundation and some of the stuff that he had going on uh, in partnership with LSU gymnastics. So good to see both of those guys on Kevin Falk. I mean, it is past, way past due. To get him into this thing. Yes, he is. Uh, And then Brady James, uh, who's on the list for the first time. Uh, Some more news uh, coming out yesterday. have not been able to uh, get confirmation from Bo Bordelon. So uh, big news of the day is that James Craig is out, LSU's offensive line coach. Uh, He uh, was terminated last night. We have yet to see 
any reports or anything official on that. We put out a couple of names to watch as far as uh, guys that could be potential replacements for James Craig. And we mentioned Kevin Mawai. We mentioned Ben Wilkerson. Uh, Rob Sales' name came up. Sales is the uh, is the, uh, the offensive line with the New York Giants, so I don't know how much yeah, why would uh, leave this that? intrigues him. Just because he's, an, he's a Louisiana guy, uh-huh. played at LSU. Um, and it's a chance to be an actual head of the position coach as opposed to an assistant and at a at a pretty notable school if he wants to continue in the profession I'd yeah. imagine that's a good that's almost a step up yeah uh Brad Davis from Arkansas continues to be a name uh that is discussed Davis is a guy that would check all the boxes he is a big personality uh he's got one of those uh, infectious types of personalities where he's a really good recruiter he can get into a room and fit mm-hmm. in and hold conversation start conversation um and, and he also is a developer. I mean, he's also a guy that, that can coach it and, and develop it uh, as, as well with, with, um, on the field. Uh, so Brad Davis, who's at Arkansas, is a name to watch uh, that continues to come up. Isn't there head coach, uh, wasn't he a former offensive line yes. coach also? Yes. Sam Pittman? Yes, Sam Pittman is an offensive line coach. And then um, Alex Atkins from Florida State is another name to watch as far as a potential guy on a – uh, a university, a, a college program's uh, coaching staff and could potentially uh, come over to LSU. Alex Atkins at Florida State uh, and Brad Davis at Arkansas are two names to keep an eye on uh, in that offensive line turnover. If you want to get our thoughts and our opinions on it, we really opened up today's show uh, with about 25 minutes mm-hmm. on what it means for LSU football, what it means for Ed Ogeron, uh, and what it means on the expectations uh, in both recruiting and on the field development because it obviously needs to improve at that position. Uh, LSU needs to get better players uh, at the offensive line, and once they get here, they need to be better developed uh, during their time here. Uh, and if that was the reason on James Craig's ousting, uh, then maybe that will that will come to light. Um, but uh, there has been some rumors say so, nothing official, and I have nothing to report as anything factual, only here to give you what I, uh, the, the rumors on the street, same thing that you're probably hearing is that uh, some recruiting violations uh, may have happened. I don't, there's, there's nothing official around that. Um, it seems like something happened suddenly to make this decision um, just come out of uh, an evening press release. You know, just a Wednesday evening press release seems very peculiar uh, in the beginning of June, where the dead period was just lifted in college football recruiting, um, and you know it's it it is uh, it, it's just it, it's 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 from a timing standpoint, it, it's confusing uh, and a little awkward. So maybe they can make that uh, they 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 will announce that on when the news uh, becomes official. Uh, other news from yesterday that deserves a little bit of time here before we get out of here uh, is that Mike Shashevsky yes. is is stepping down after this season. Uh, Duke, uh, Duke's head basketball coach, obviously uh, Mike Shashevsky, who is the winningest coach in Division One men's basketball history, has led the Blue Devils to five national championships. He's been in Durham for forty-one seasons, um, and uh, he is stepping down. After this season, uh, that was announced yesterday. Duke associate head coach uh, John Shire 
will get the nod here on this job, which is uh, a really enormous gig for uh, for Shire. I was just going to bring that up to you. You got signed Willie Wade. You got to lock him up. That's what I said yesterday. UNC's yeah. lost to Coach Duke, Arizona. What did you say? It's kind of the end of an era for college basketball. You can see well, the old guard Bay changing yeah. over. The shift. The shift. Yes. leaving. Who's the best coach? Jay Wright now? Jay Wright would be up Tony there. Tony Bennett. Calipari is going to be up there. Tony Bennett uh, would get some respect. I'd say Mark Few at Gonzaga. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah. Has got to get got got to get some some run. Mick Cronin. Bill Self. Uh, Bill Self signed a Baylor. lifetime contract Baylor. by uh, Scott Drew. Scott Drew, yeah. Drew, yeah, uh, yeah. Is at Baylor. Uh, let me think from a conference standpoint. Rick Barnes. Uh, yeah, Rick Barnes at Tennessee is a I very good I think if you coach. just look at the SEC coaches, like that's the mm. that's a solid group, like Will and Nate Oates and Scott and all of them. Yeah. Um, Musselman. You, you have Buzz at Texas A&M. Yeah. You got Musselman in wow, Arkansas. Yeah, uh, Kermit Davis <laughs> at, uh, at Ole Miss. Look at the brain power in this room, dude. We're just yeah. cooking. Um, <laughs> who's that? Matt White at, uh, at Florida. Uh, is is a really good coach. Yeah. Works out too uh, much for me. He's got Louisiana. Yeah, he is. He's very. I mean, you got to be. We got to be doing some basketball stuff you, instead, huh? You could iron. You could iron the shirt off of his back. He would love to hear you say that. I'm uh, sure. <laughs> but yeah, uh, locking up Willie Wade is because I mean the shift from old guard to new guard. Well, Wade kind of looks like he's at the top of the list of of the new new age. And those blue bloods don't consider. I don't think they consider the SEC to be part of their their no. little club. No, no, like the the Kentucky. Well, I guess Kentucky is SEC, but yes, I was yeah. just like Duke, North Carolina, all those schools Kansas. that that put basketball first, and the yeah. SEC is steady catching up to them. Right. So I'm sure they want to try to make a splash higher. It's all about just who you know in AAU, and I just the games changing, transfer portal, who you know, those connects, because you know when you had those. Tampering, I guess, in the transfer portals. A lot of the ways you could connect was guys who you associated, who they played with in AAU. But, hey, are they happy here or there? So it's, it's changing. And, and like we said on Wade a couple of weeks back when we were urging the administration to get this deal done as far as an extension and or a raise. Um, and like I said, I'm not urging for more dollars. I think that the $2.5 million salary for Will Wade makes a lot of sense. I think he's paid appropriately. But I think he deserves more years on his contract for what he's accomplished. I mean, a good agent's probably going to go in there and say you deserve more money, but for because they've they've won basketball games, they've been in the tournament, best record. In the they've put guys into the league, they've graduated players. I mean, they've done the things that the job task calls for. Has there been some distractions around the program since he's been here? Yes. Is there any evidence pointing to the fact that he cheated? No. So from a perspective of locking up a good employee or somebody that is doing his job at a, you know, what, top 8%, top 10% level of the sport makes a lot of sense. And I can guarantee this. There are administrators and athletic directors who are paying attention to the way that he is having success in the new age of which college basketball is recruited and played on the floor. And if it's not respected in Baton Rouge, somebody will pay him respect somewhere. The game is all about winning on the floor. Mm -hmm. It's about selling tickets. It's about interest in program. It's about intrigue around the sport. Now, we're in the belly of the beast. We're in the forest. But wouldn't you say that LSU's guy does that just about as good as anybody out there? One of the best I mean, recruiters. he's definitely got this transfer portal thing. He's two steps ahead of everybody. The transfer portal figured out. He's definitely 
been able to I think that his be, his bis, his best accomplishment and his his biggest success outside of the numbers the 39 regular season wins or the the three seasons in a row of winning more regular season games than any other coach three seasons taking his program to the tournament and postseason putting guys into the NBA his biggest success to me and what says to a to a decision maker, if I am an administrator and it's my task to bring in guys to lead programs or lead, uh, you know, to, to, to bring in coaches, um, is the fact of how relevant he has stayed with the black cloud around him. Because you think that football and other sports, dirty recruit, there is no game out there that dirty recruits worse than college basketball. There's only about six spots per year on a 15-man roster. I mean, it is intense competition of guys going after, once you get to that level of a player, you know, there's only about eight to ten schools that really have a chance. And LSU has bullied their way into the table, you know, thrown a couple of elbows and made a spot for themselves at the table, do. pissing off a lot of people. A lot of them are you seeing retiring now. Krzyzewski, Roy Williams, those guys, they don't like Will Wade. Beheim's out. They hate Will Wade because Will Wade is exactly who, who Kay was and Roy Williams was 30 years ago. Those guys were trying to figure out the landscape and how to be competitive and how to get the big contract and how to run a program and how these coaches are getting these upper echelon players. Well, they're cheating. I mean, what do you mean? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean, Mike? I mean, they're, they're paying those guys to go to Georgetown. I mean, they're paying those guys to go to St. John's. They're paying those guys to go to Louisville. Oh, oh Indiana. Well, what am I going to do? You're going to have to figure out a program on how to get away with cheating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's, your money. that's what you're going to have to do if you want to go stick somewhere and get players. I mean, Shishevsky, and I've got respect for Shishevsky. I'm not dumping on what Kay has accomplished in 41 years there. And I'm sure for a certain time period, he was doing it the right way. But... He also adapted to the one-and-done philosophy where he saw John Calipari getting and making waves and, and when winning national titles. Kay's done it both ways. If you go back to his 2010 team, he did it with the majority of upperclassmen. In fact, John Shire was one of the players on that 2010 team. But his last two natties have been built around one-and-dones. And if you don't think that you've got to play games and getting down to the muck and the sewer of recruiting to get to those type of players, nobody gives a damn about Duke's brotherhood at that level. Nobody cares about the historical reference of what Duke means to the basketball of, uh, or, or, or what it means to men's college basketball. Nobody really cares that he coached Kobe Bryant, LeBron James at the Olympic level. Oh, wait. I mean, it's not that big of a sell. So... Krzyzewski's probably saying, you know what? Transfer portal, one and dones, playing all these games, got to go back and forth. Dying my hair. Name, image, and likeness I'm over it, man. Name, image, and likeness. I'm over it. I'm over it. They got Zion's stepdad on tape talking to Kansas' assistant coach about money. Big money. Life-changing money for a year or two. For a guy that's going to spend just a year or two in the in college basketball before going to make generational money, can really make an impact on you. He didn't go to Kansas. Zion went to Duke. 
Zion don't know nothing about the brotherhood at Duke. He knows that's where the largest number was. And that's okay. That's fine. That's what the sport is. That's that's what college basketball is. And that's how you compete. We've said it time and time again. If you don't play the game, you're Trent Johnson's program where you're asking band members to try out to play in the SEC. And I'm not laughing at it. That's just the hard, cold facts of it. I mean, we were all here when the tuba player was getting the majority of the minutes in the paint for Trent Johnson's team that went over in the league. So, John Shire and Duke, uh, what a gig for him. I mean... Is that the? It's not the best college basketball job. I don't want because it doesn't have. I mean, it doesn't have facilities to the standpoint of. I mean, they want to keep Cameron Indoor this oh. homey, yeah, small that, kind. I think of that's some of the allure of it. Though. Retro field, definitely one hundred percent. It's like Wrigley Field, to to a degree. Yep, um, but they do have the facilities around Rounded. that. Yeah, oh, uh, around that. Um, and, you know, you obviously have the recruiting opportunities with the name on your chest. So, I, you know, I, I've seen Quinn Snyder's name been brought up. I mean, Snyder really? was a captain for Duke, sat on, 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 on Kay's bench, and now is probably, I mean, he's a top five coach in the league. Yeah. Without a doubt. Well, and the big thing is that Duke connection. Like, the Duke brotherhood, it lasts for after, like, coaching. Yeah. Like, the job is big time. But when you have the connection to Duke, it's even more of a big deal. Like, you're going to want to come back just because. Yeah. I mean, they say the offseason pickup games at Duke are, I mean, you know, yeah. it's NBA. There's yeah. NBA guys everywhere. How long it, is this far, farewell tour for Coach K going to last? Is it, just, it just starts yeah, immediately. It just starts immediately, and everywhere he goes, you give him gifts. And he gets you, a boot from Texas. And that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, he deserves that. Really? Does he want that? Yes. Is, is that why, I mean, is that why you announced now? No. Uh, I think there's a part of that. I think there's a part why you announce going into the season because you want to be recognized. I mean, you don't want to just um, – he, he wouldn't want the Roy Williams way yeah. out. Yeah, no. When, Maybe a little bit more attention. Yeah. I mean, when you've been there for 42 years, you just yeah. can't be like, I'm done. It's usually, hey, this is my last shot. Let's start getting our eggs in the yeah, basket. Do you think they're going to be good? Duke? Yeah. They have, a top, they have a number one recruiting class last in the country. Year. Okay. Um, you know, I don't think they're going to be as bad as they were last year. That's what makes me no. wonder if yeah. you saw you know it. It's like, maybe I'm kind of yeah. out – I heard that he just wanted to beat Roy Williams in terms of coaching also, like, more years. And so Roy Williams just gets out. There you go. And then he goes, well, now I can get out with my last year also. There you go. You win. You win, Kay. Good for you, Kay. <laughs> I mean, have that. Give go it ahead. shit. Right. <laughs> I'm on the golf course. Um, so John Shire taking on Duke's basketball program's job. Uh, Shire, what a story for him, man. I mean, been on the staff since uh, 13 uh, was elevated to associate head coach back in 18. Uh, coached the games that Kay could not go over the last couple of seasons. Um, I'd imagine that they talked to candidates like Tommy Amaker, who is the Harvard head coach who played point guard for oh, Shashevsky. Oh, he's a great coach. He's a great coach. I mean, he's got Ivy League basketball relevant. You know, I mean, you can't even handle scholarships. Yeah. Um, it's only 33. John Amaker? Shire. No, oh, yeah. John Shire is. But that's, that's I, I, bet, looked, I bet that that's a piece of it too. Yeah, you know, the, they they probably want to be like circuit, man. well, they probably want to be like the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, they want to have like three coaches in ninety years or whatever it's been. I mean, they've only had like three coaches in 
yeah. know, some like 50 years or something. I think Duke basketball probably wants to, you know, try to keep that. You know, you got 41 years at one. Uh, you hire a 32-year-old and, and see if you can't squeeze 25 years out of him. You know what I mean? Really? I mean, where where would you go if you're John Shire? I mean, you've you've landed at your dream job, I'd imagine. I he's, think so. he's stuck around for this long as an assistant yes. coach. Because, I mean, you know he's got there offers. Were other offers on the sure. table. Sure. And he's stuck around this long. I he's, mean, who, who have we seen? We have seen in that position. Woj? Just, uh, Wo, uh, Wojanowski was in his former point guard that took the Marquette job. Yeah, yep. Um, Jeff Campbell's associate head uh, coach. Jeff Campbell's yep. at Pittsburgh yep. now. That's who the LSU just beat for Efton Reed. Um, then he had uh, he had Doug Collins, Sonny Chris Collins on the bench for a long time. He went and took a job uh, somewhere at uh, Northwestern um, in Chicago, and people thought that he would be, yeah, nice. you know, have an you know have an opportunity to be uh, a successor. I remember when like Brad Stevens' name was being tied to this job as yeah. potential uh, replacements if Kay ever stepped away. I mean, it is – you can pick up the phone and call anybody. Oh, yeah. You know, everybody is in play. I mean, I would tell – I would have Phil Jackson tell me no. There's there's you know? a, there's only a couple teams in the league that you would take their jobs over the Duke job. In terms of, like, the NBA versus college? The NBA yeah. versus college. Like, That's, I, I you agree know, maybe that. the Lakers, Knicks – Celtics, maybe. I I lived in L, I lived in L.A. the summer of '04, and that was the summer that Kobe outed Shaq. Yeah, Shaq was out. He was traded to Miami, and it was becoming Kobe's town. And Kobe was working on Phil next. He wanted Phil out. Yeah, and he wanted Shashevsky in. And wow. Kay was a finalist during that job, and I'll never forget sports radio during that time period. Guys like John Ireland and them out in L.A. who were holding the afternoon drive, and them like really pushing for Shashevsky. And Shashevsky, if you remember this, thought about it. He yeah. had to hold a press conference to come out and say, "I'm staying at Duke." Yeah, I thought about it. Yeah. Los Angeles Lakers, like Kobe, like personally recruited him to yeah. the job. I mean, it's got to be, you know, I mean, if the alpha of the sport is picking up the phone and saying, "I want you to coach me," it's got to be tough to say, Let's "I'm run staying. This thing. I'm, I'm staying. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to do it." Um, so, um, I, but I just remember that being so, I mean, you know, like he told the Lakers, no, you know yeah. I mean? That's, that's a hell of a deal to do, oh, yeah. man. I mean, that's yeah. a hell of a phone call to make. That's a hell of a conversation to have, uh, to tell that franchise, no, thank you with possibly their all time greatest player in the history of the, the franchise begging you to coach there. At his prime. Uh, in his prime, in his prime. entering his prime. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like on the front end of his prime. It's like he made a deal with the devil. Um, Krzyzewski? Mm-hmm. Blue Devils. The Blue Devil. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but obviously that 08 Olympic team. Unreal. D. Wade and Kobe and LeBron. Prize. The Redeem team. The Redeem team. Yep. That was um, – and really I, I'd imagine that would probably be one of his greatest accomplishments was being Team USA's coach. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's a guy who's a, a military guy, played for – Bobby uh, played for Bobby Knight at West Point. Um, so I mean, when I think USA basketball, I think of Coach K coaching. Yeah, me too. Who's the head coach now? Oh, uh, it was Bayheim. Is it Pop? Bayheim. Bayheim's the head coach? I think wow. of Chuck Daly. Chuck Daly for sure. Oh, yeah. Put collar popped. Chuck Daly for sure. Have that man. hair. Absolutely. Mm. Playing golf with Mike. Yeah, we don't have practice today. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Man. I think we're going to win. Got tea time at 10. Yeah, we got another uh, one at 4. <laughs> um... The Monte Carlo games, that's the one you want, man. 
yes. the pickup basket, oh, the, yeah. the, the games between uh, the intensity. Oh, it is pop. It was Bayheim for one year. Oh, can handle it. Just himself. <laughs> All right, good stuff. NBA playoffs real quick before we get out of here. Closeout Wednesday. Wednesday was a closeout night for uh, a couple of teams. Philadelphia closed out Washington, Atlanta, and Trey Young go into Madison Square Garden. They got themselves a new rival. And uh, just give it to the Knicks crowd. Trey Young is bowing for the New Yorkers on his way out of last night's closeout for the Hawks as they move past New York. Uh, Utah, Quinn Snyder, and the Jazz bounce Memphis. Uh, John Morant and the Grizzlies are out. Uh, Dallas last night, Luka had 40 and 42 uh, in a win versus the Clippers. Uh, and the Mavericks now up three games to two in that series. Uh, I forgot that Luka and Trey Young were drafted for one another. Yeah, traded for another, for another on, on draft day. Who no, won the trade? No real loser. I don't know. No real loser, right? They both I mean, won. everybody, you, the, the, the rare both side win in professional sports yep. trade. Uh, is is Luka, Luka Doncic and, and Trey, Trey Young. Young. I, think I mean, nobody really lost that trade. Trey made the jump. Last year, I'd say it was Luka, but Trey made the jump because he's like, I have to score 35 every single time. Now it's, I'll score 27, but I'll dish the ball. I'll dish it to the yeah. corner. Yeah. They, they did a good job of building around they him. They did. That oh, was that one, And they did, it, they did it quick, too. They uh-huh. did? Just like Memphis. They they got their guy, and they were like, you know well, what? Well, I mean, has there ever been a midseason firing coach in 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 Nate and what Nate McMillan has done since then, if you remember when he took over for the right. Hawks, yeah, like they were aiming towards the first pick in the draft type stuff, yeah. and then he reeled off like something like thirty five of the next forty eight game went like it was something crazy in which he went on. Did the Cavs win the title when David Black got fired halfway through? Yeah, yeah, when that Ty Lue came that was in. Ty Lue in, they won the title when they made the move. So yeah, so Black was the coach. I know he was the move. 14 15. They're in first place, too. And then, yeah. And then they, they got rid of him and brought Lou in. And then Ty Lue never wanted to coach again, and here he is for the Clippers. Clippers. He said that way he goes, I aged probably 50 years in those three years. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. Coach He's LeBron like, oh in my. Cleveland. In uh, Cleveland. I mean, LeBron. And you're not really even LeBron's doing anything. The coach. Yeah. And you're just yeah. like. got to manage personalities around LeBron. It's that's probably, what, you're nothing but a therapist. That's yeah. why he was brought in. That's why they got rid of Black's a coach. Yeah. They got rid of Black because he's a coach. He's a therapist. Right. Yeah, they I mean, you need a, win. You need a therapy. Are, you, I mean, you need a therapist for LeBron. Are we putting all our money on the Lakers tonight? Um, I am not. I think the Lakers are done. You don't think this is LeBron vintage? I, I think that LeBron does go superhuman, but it's not enough. He doesn't have enough around him. He Nobody, goes, no, I think, especially I think, if Anthony Davis street clothes can't play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which I anticipate he won't yeah. play. I think tonight's up in the air. If the Lakers pull it off, they win in seven. But I think the Suns have a, a big shot winning tonight. Um, they don't want it to. Suns don't want seven. They don't want seven. No, no, they don't want seven. They're, they're playing at home. I mean, you, yeah. get, you give him one game scenario, he's going to beat you yeah. every time. Um, and then the second round, sneaky good series is going to be Hawks Sixers. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a great series. It is. Yeah. It is because you know Philadelphia was looking at that saying, we can get right for yeah. Milwaukee or Brooklyn. Yeah. But now, if you're Philadelphia and you're Doc, you're thinking, what are we going to do with Trey Young? Yeah, I mean, who is going to guard Trey Young? Trey Young scores with an ease like Steph Curry. Oh yeah, I mean, like he doesn't even his knees don't bend when he runs. You know, what yeah. I mean, he just got this ease to him where he just kind of gliding around the court. Easy. I mean, that shot he hits from the Knicks logo and bounds to the crowd last night. That was. I mean, I was like, I fucking love this guy, dude. Cold blooded, Uh cold blooded, man. Just unnecessary. And he's like, well, shot clock's running down. I guess I'll shoot. But if you're gonna do (laughs) Do it, it. do it, man. 
Uh, all right, great show. Good stuff. I love street clothes as a nickname. I mean, that's yeah, what right? he is. I love that <laughs> nickname. I mean, there is. And Shaq on the end, who's like, you don't need to explain to us, Chuck. We know what you're talking about. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Dude, and if you're AD and you hear that, you have to be like, damn, that one kind of hurts a little bit. He's There's right. There's truth to it. Yeah. Um, also, a big indictment on the Pelicans because you have John Morant that made the yes. playoffs. R.J. Barrett was in the playoffs. And then DeAndre Hunter was for also his, in the playoffs. Those are all taken after Zion. For as interesting as Jeff Duncan was yesterday on the Arch Manning stuff, and I would encourage you if you were looking for an Arch Manning update on recruiting to go to find the uh, the interview with Jeff Duncan yesterday. It's a great uh, in-depth piece that he has over at The Athletic, and he explained it here on the Jordy Collada Show on Wednesday. He gave us about 30 seconds on the Pelicans that were gripping. Oh, I, I, I mean, when I was clipping last night, I was like, I, I got to put that out I'm glad you put that out there. I, I was so glad there. that you clipped that because, I mean, that's as poignant and as direct and as clear. It's the truth. It is the absolute the truth. truth. The next two months for David Griffin and the Huge. Pelicans are make or break. He will either lose his job or he will stay in New Orleans based on the next two months because – when you look around the league and you see Atlanta and you see Memphis and you see these franchises that were in very similar and comparable roles that New Orleans were in and having success. That has less talent than the Pelicans. Very we much have so. two All-Stars. Very much so. I mean, if I'm looking at, if I'm a Memphis fan, I can't wait for the future. Right. I mean, I cannot wait. The fact that they got bounced last night against Utah, who's the one seed, and you go and really put them on the ropes for a couple yeah. of uh, a couple, couple of games. games. Put up a fight. Absolutely. First four games. I mean, you could see kind of Utah like, what? where are we? Got, mm-hmm. Yeah, we got yeah. punched. I mean, we got snuck a little bit. We were waiting, on, the, and, waiting on LeBron. Yeah. And you took out Steph in the Yes, in the, and in San the Antonio. And the Spurs. And they beat they, 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 they were the one that ended Popovich's playoff streak. streak yeah. Um, and I thought Steph Curry and, and Golden State coming off of that Lakers game were bound to win yeah. going home. And John Morant went there and was the better player. Oh, yeah. I mean, like he was the best player on the floor. Um, yes, David Griffin and the Pelicans he's are made, staring down the. He's made, down he's the made one good move since he's been here, and it's him. the easiest move. Zion to make was drafting Zion. Exactly, that's his one good move. Everything after that. Yeah, I mean, and he to me is bringing in all of this outside stuff, kind of new age. Yeah, stuff where he's wanting to be the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, bro, just chill. Just take me back to those Cleveland days where you right. were building basketball teams. Right. You know what I mean? Let the nutritionists worry about what they're serving for yeah. life. Don't, 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 don't tell me on all that. I don't care about all that stuff. I want to know how you're going to build a team around Zion because what I all I remember around 2021 New Orleans Pelicans, the only thing I remember is Zion's press conference at MSG. Yeah. That's all I remember. He's smart. on the way out if we don't figure it out. No, he's, he he's told gone. you. He's gone. He told you. And he's the, and he, he's doing what we're doing, sitting at home watching the Mecca absolutely be a, a, a thrill ride. And he's yes. R.J. Barrett's his best friend. He's like, just yeah. give me two years. I'll be there with Imagine you, brother. Imagine Zion Lobb in the garden. You replace, oh. you replace Randall with Zion on this Knicks team. I mean, that's dirty. Wow. Hey, ooh, that's Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. If they lose Zion... Um, they could be in Seattle. Yeah. No, if Zion's gone, Pelicans are in New Orleans. They're done. They're done. Uh, all right, for the entire crew, Katie's back tomorrow. Lizzie's behind the board. Uh, Noah and Jack, we're signing off. I appreciate everybody, man. Dr. Reef today. Jimmy mm-hmm. Burrow is fantastic. Uh, recruiting and talking. Uh, obviously, what was going on with the LSU offensive line, Moon Urson was a great conversation as Moon is now here with the LSU women's basketball program. 
uh, as she transferred in. Great stories on Kim Mulkey from Moon. Uh, and then Dr. Reef talking about the offseason uh, that he expects, uh, or not the offseason, the offseason that Alvin Kamara is going through and the season that he expects Kamara to have next season with no Drew Brees. Uh, enjoy your Thursday. We're back with you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Remember, go Chevrolet. Laplace for brand new cars and right here in Baton Rouge Corner of Sherwood and uh, uh, Sherwood in Florida for the uh, the used car lot at Go Express Auto Sales. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 7 a.m.